Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 87 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this week went poorly. a lot different than <laughs> I thought it was going to go. We, we just talked about this a second ago, but uh, originally there would have been all kinds of news uh, from various events or things happening within the next couple of days. But instead, uh, our world is terrible. And uh, that didn't happen because, um, you know, uh, the protests. I mean, let's. Yeah, there are protests happening. A black man was killed by a police officer. And it's just it's it's a terrible thing. And I will say this up front in this podcast. If you are a shitty racist person, you don't have to listen to our podcast. But I need to make that very clear that I fuck, dude. So what you're saying is you are are a traitor. Oh man, I just there's oh, I fuck, dude. I oh, yeah, yeah. I I have bad anxiety, and I've made that known on this podcast many times. And it is apparent if you've ever seen me in video or like talking and things like that. And it just this past week, man, I would just look at Twitter for hours, and it is it is a just a shit show out there. And yeah. So what I what I will say to people is. Uh, if you have complicated feelings about this whole situation, educate yourself. Like there are people out there who are talking about this stuff. Uh, there are a lot of video game related people talking about this kind of stuff. Um, actually, uh, Khalif Adams has a podcast, uh, called spawn on me, which is the most recent episode is something that I think most people should listen to in general. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't have. We don't have to get super far into it, especially because we are far from qualified to speak on uh, injustice to blacks and people of color. As, yeah, I, I, as two white people, so that that makes it hard. But like, definitely watch stuff and read stuff and like educate yourselves. Yeah, um, I mean that. I will say yes, and um, yeah, there. I there. I. I just, you, you know how I've talked about this before on weekends, I will oftentimes just kind of get away from social media and I, and things were getting bad on Friday. We didn't really oh, bring yeah. it up la- last mm-hmm. week. And then I was like, hopefully things will calm down by Monday. And then I got on the internet Monday and I was like, oh my God, things are so much worse, which yeah, I'm I mean... not, I don't mean that in like a necessarily a bad way. I mean, like this is definitely something that. Has been building for a while, so it's yeah, and it, it needs conversation. It has always existed. Yes. Like it's something that it's good that people are out there talking about it now. I I have I have a lot of feelings about this. I I sent someone yesterday the longest text message I've ever sent someone. It was like seven pages, uh, because they asked me my feelings on the current situation. <laughs> I don't think they were prepared for that uh, amount of text, and I also uh, in talking to people, I have yelled about it and i just man fuck yeah it's bad yes so to, to get into it though uh there would have been a uh playstation 5 reveal type event that has been delayed uh indefinitely i think rightfully so on I, sony's part i just hope it's for the right reasons and what i mean is they're actually doing it to let let people have a voice but like part of me is like i wonder if they're just like they want to dominate the news cycle and they know this would just get drowned out. Yeah. And that is, 
cynical, but I th- I thought that same thing. And like, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things that's been happening is like brands have been putting out statements about their feelings on everything. Yes. And like, to me, when it's a brand, it feels so hollow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a New York Islanders fan and they had one and it was, it was the most hollow to the point where they're like a shout out to all the good cops out there too. And it's Ooh. like, Oh, that's not Ooh, good. That's no, no. But then, like some players came out and spoke, and it, it those felt much more genuine than like, "Hey, let's have some lawyers write something up." So, oh yeah, and like that happened. Uh, so, Giant Bomb and Gamespot and a bunch of other websites are owned by CBS Interactive, right? And they were forced to put out tweets that uh, I would say were pretty tone deaf, yeah. where they said they were going to stop posting on social media for eight minutes. And it was just like, oh, my fucking God, we can't. This is so terrible. And they all made it pretty fucking clear that that was a corporate mandate and that they Mm -hmm. did not want to do that for Giant Bomb. Rory was out there saying, yeah, man, I'll be sure to send all this really great feedback we're getting to to the marketing team. Uh, Like GameSpot was doing a live stream. Tamar Hussein was holy shit, man. (laughs) he was livid so like i yeah i see where the cynicism could come from yes we're like i know like game informer they just kind of said like hey we're not putting out any like we're not doing our podcast this week or you know there are other outlets and go you know listen to you know the to like the the african americans and let them have a voice this week so yeah and i i I wholeheartedly agree with that yes yes and i mean like uh kind of funny on there, yeah. they all this week they do their basically what we do with the news, but they do it every day. Mm-hmm. And every day it was, you know, various uh, people from, you know, you know, blacks from, you know, journalism and media. And of course, they have uh, uh, blessing. I I can't say his last name. I, I can't either. I thought about this the other day, and I I can't say his last name. I I feel really shitty, but it's <laughs> blessing. Um, so like he he was just hired. In, I think right at the start of the year. So yeah. he's been hosting and just been hosting various. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see, you know, these outlets, you know, trying to do something because it, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel helpless here in Binghamton personally. Uh, yeah, I would say here it feels a little helpless. I mean, there are protests and things like that. And then like, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to work. So, I mean, like I, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the PlayStation event was delayed. People were, uh, very shitty about that. Yes. Uh, holy shit. There have uh, even like some PlayStation fan site articles about it were, uh, boy. Oh boy. I, I know this is going off track, but I saw, um, it was blessing. It was Ben Hansen of MinMax. It was Jake Baldino of Game Ranks and another person. They were doing like some charity stream for Black Life Matters today. Mm-hmm. And like on the Twit like on a comment under the Twitter was this I'm not watching this. This does not replace E3. <sighs> and you just go, they weren't even coming close to advertising as a comparison to E3. It's just insane how some people just live in this little tiny box. It's just, it's very sad. (laughs) And, and all the PlayStation comments are just as bad. Oh yeah. They're fucking, it, 
it's crazy. Like you just want to see like the dregs of society on any given day. You go, you go to Twitter on comments on things like that, where things were canceled or people didn't get what they want. And it's, which I mean, like those people are already angry at Sony for the last of us. So they're just looking for any reason to just like pile on and make it so much worse. Yeah. Um, so that event doesn't have a replacement date, but there were also numerous other delays like IGN summer of gaming event that is delayed until at least June 8th. Uh, the PC gaming show, uh, they were doing their, it's basically the equivalent of their E3 press conference. That is uh, Mm -hmm. June 13th now. And then the shit, I can't remember the future gaming show was some outlet. Oh, is it games radar? I don't remember. Damn it. Let me look it up. Because I can't remember it is some outlet games radar. Uh, that's their thing where they were going to show a bunch of indies and games and stuff. And that is also going to be on the 13th now. Mm-hmm. So those things uh, that were supposed to be happening this week or over the next couple of days will be happening the following week or the week after in most cases. So not long to wait in theory. Um, no, no. Yeah. Um, God. E3 would have been June 9th. We would have been June 9th to June 11th. Yeah. That would have been like, so that means the press conferences would have been Sunday. Yeah, they would have started this coming Sunday. Yeah. Huh. Because like we, like the last three years we've gotten together and we watched them together, at least the Sunday. Yeah, it's very weird. It's, uh, yeah. It's very weird. Um, And I mean... I get it. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I, I can't, yeah, I can't complain about it. I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's something that, like, I completely just kind of forgot. Like, okay, like, E3 is not happening. I made, I figured that out in, like, February. Like, E3 is just not happening this year. But, yeah, seeing that E3 comment just made me realize, like, God, E3 would have been coming up here shortly, and it would have been Sunday. So that's. Yeah, and it's, it's weird. It's one of those things that's always like a staple of my year. Like, usually yeah. I'll take time off work or, you know, just hang out with friends and do stuff. But that is not, uh, not in the cards this year, at least. No. I mean, we would have. Next week, we would have. I, I guess we would have delayed the deliberations to have our e3 podcast but yeah that's just uh that's so sad just, it is yeah uh, just uh, everything is sad it, it is it is <laughs> everything <laughs> is so sad this is not a happy episode no but uh in slightly more positive news the second story that you had put on here mm-hmm. uh was that total war is going to be free on the epic game store huh uh for one day you have 24 hours to claim it Okay, and that will—that's Total War Saga Troy, and believe it or not, Manny, there's a lot of outrage about this. Really, why is there outrage about a free product? Because it's on the Epic Game Store. Because it's only on the Epic Game Store. Oh <laughs> my god! So people would rather spend a hundred dollars on Steam than get a game for free. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Which I I looked at this and I was like, this is the smartest way to go for it by Epic. Get people yeah. there, give it away for free for twenty four hours, and I mean, like, but no, people have to complain. So people have to complain. Yes. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think this would be? 
one chance where you would actually give a Total War game a try? Uh, probably not. I mean, I would definitely claim it mm-hmm. and will claim it. I probably will never give it a shot, though. That's fair. Yeah. I was just kind of wondering, because I've played, uh, you know, a few of the older ones. I never really got into the newer ones where they just got mm-hmm. much more complex. Yeah. But but I enjoy going back to Total War uh, Rome, which I believe that game came out in 2004. So you're talking 15 years of advancement to now. Whew, boy, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, uh, yeah, Nintendo did a thing where they put out a trailer for the first part of the uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass, the Isle of Armor. The first half of that comes out June 17th. I was just thinking about this, thinking like, God, that's got to be coming out soon. Yeah, because they had originally said that the first one was coming out in June. So I'm right. a little bit surprised that it's still in June. I would have thought that maybe it got pushed, but maybe that part of it has been done for a while. Uh, it seems like, cause they also in this trailer show parts of the second one. It seems like the second one might be like a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Cause Which, it, it seems like that has most of the Galar forms in it of like right. legendaries and stuff. Which this is exactly what they did with breath of the wild. And the second one was much bigger, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so. I mean, that's not surprising that the second expansion is the the bigger one and that's december right mm-hmm. yep i yeah it's either december or like sometime in the in the the holiday area right. there yeah i don't know i this looks cool i don't like i i am glad that this dlc is coming out and i think it's adding a lot of things to that game that i found to be lacking i don't i'm finding it hard to be excited. super excited yeah it, it for me it's kind of the same with the last of us i just having a hard time getting excited about that yeah and, and i don't know if it's just like it's like getting excited about watching a uh like a holocaust documentary or something where you're, <laughs> oh god where you're just like this is going to be just sad and just there's no, like excited is not the word to use to about the last of us like it is not going to be a happy story no definitely not so you're i just, don't you're looking forward to the experience i, I guess yes um <laughs> so like i i definitely am picking up the last of us day one that's not yeah but it's just one of those things where you're like excited is not the word i would use no uh and then the last bit of news was an accidental leak and that's uh kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning is being released on august 11th and that's according to wario 64 and it was accidentally leaked by xbox lives the store so uh did you ever play kingdoms of amalur i did not uh i was fascinated by the whole saga of 38 studios and what happened there and the funding they got from the city of boston and Mm -hmm. the uh mmo they were making but i i did not get in on uh reckoning here but a lot of people by all accounts it is just like a fun pretty good action rpg yes which i saw oh god who was it one of like the major uh you know, journalists out there was asking, are the people who, you know, originally worked on this game going to get any, you know, kickback after they didn't get paid for oh, for God. the first one? And then Corey Balrog commented on it and said, of course not. This is video games. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, this one's pretty positive, but that is a negative light. I didn't even think about that. They didn't yeah. get paid. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think it was Jason Trier who tweeted that out. Which he would be the type to ask those kind of questions. He yes, he would. Uh, yes, it was him. Wonder how much of a profit from this re-release will go to the people who actually made the game at Big Huge Games, all of whom were robbed of their last two paychecks when Kurt Schilling, Thirty Eight Studios, exploded. And then he put J.K. I know the answer. And then, as I said, Corey Balrog commented and said, "That's not happening." Oh man. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's depressing as well. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but people like this game. <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, I, lots of people are excited that this is coming out again. So, Now, is, what kind of gameplay is it? What would you kind of compare it to? Uh, just kind of uh, probably like um, Dragon Age 2. Oh, okay. It's... So like more like action-y, right. high fantasy combat, I guess. Oh, I got to check out the soundtrack, apparently. Uh, people do seem to like that as well, yeah. Do you know who the composer was? I don't. Grant Kirkhope. Oh, really? Yes, that's that's what it's saying. Unless they... That game uh, and that whole thing, like, it would have been really cool. Like, a super famous fiction writer, Ari Salvatore, was the, like, lore master mm-hmm. of the whole thing, and he was, like, building out that world, and it's such a fucking bummer that none of that will ever, like, truly see the light of day, but... No, it's, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, the problem with MMOs is, like, it's just so hard to break into that that market, and then and then it ended up being so expensive that the whole thing just kind of shut down, and yeah. Yeah, it, like, caved in on itself, because they had yes. all those plans to, like, do side games like Reckoning and try, try to, like, get funds through that. And they just, mm-hmm. yeah. Reckoning, I think, did pretty poorly financially. It seems like back it... Back then. I, I don't want to say middling reviews, but just, like, slightly above average, it seems. Yeah. So. In my mind, I always equate the pot weird popularity of Kingdoms of Amalur to uh, Alpha Protocol. Okay. Which was which was another like just weird kind of like action RPG. Actually, you know, Alpha Protocol is basically like Mass Effect, but with like spy shit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Pe- oh. People really liked Alpha Protocol as well. They did, I don't yes. Know. So yeah, I think that's gonna be it for uh Depress Fest. 2020. Yeah. yeah, we can get into a little happier news. Uh, tell me about Xenoblade Chronicles, the definitive uh, edition. I have not been able to focus on this product very much, so I only played like two-ish hours. Uh, so I I have seen most of what is different. And yeah, I so I really liked Xenoblade Chronicles originally on the Wii. I played it for a quadrillion hours and I enjoyed it a lot. This is that right like it's just it's basically that same game they redid most of the models so that's not necessarily the exact same art style they have a little bit more like i i don't i would say pop i guess like the colors on the models are a little bit brighter and like their faces were redone uh to look a little less weird the character art in the xenoblade chronicles games has always been a little strange in terms of body proportion and stuff Uh, yeah and do you think some of that is just the infrastructure they're they were on being on like the Wii or yeah I think that's probably part of it um 
but yeah so like a lot of the models are redone it's they did not redo the animation so sometimes you're just like oh there's that stilted wii animation i remember and love uh so for the most part it is the same uh i have not played in handheld mode i only played docked and docked it's fine uh it's still like it it looks a lot better but it's not anything like that's gonna blow your mind open it's an up-res version of a wii game right um how are the controls are there any uh i have not had any problems with them i mean it's the same well that's what i'm kind of i did i never played the original and i i when i think we i think motion controls so i'm just kind of wondering if it has any of that stuff oh no the the original xenoblade didn't have any motion control stuff either it was more just like uh you're navigating like menus and battle and stuff so it's not there's no motion aspect of it uh the the main parts that they did change are more streamlining gameplay and making it more accessible, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yet if that's a positive or a negative. So like the world of Xenoblade is huge and there are like a billion quests. And that is one of the things that was widely knocked on in the original was that the quest tracking was just fucking abysmal. Like you would have 900 quadrillion quests and not really have any marker of where the person was or like, there wasn't a great way to track quests. Right. Right. Whereas now there is, you can track the quests and the game will point you exactly where you need to go all the time. Uh, for both story and side quests. So for like story, there'll be like a line from where your character is to where you need to go. And the same thing happens with side quests. So like, it'll be aligned to specific mobs of enemies that you need to fight to get a drop or like specific collectible areas. Uh, And like, while that is helpful to just like mindlessly do stuff, it kind of, I feel like it takes away a little bit of like exploring the world. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know how that turns out in the long run. Like maybe it just saves people a lot of time because you're not just kind of aimlessly wandering in the beginning and stuff. Well, I'm kind of wondering, I mean, like the, Wii. I mean that, that generation, like Wii, Xbox, PlayStation three, that's really when like open world games started to become a thing. So it kind of makes sense that like that was right when like I a lot of companies were just figuring out how to do open world games as well. So, yeah, Uh, so I I can't really tell if this the changes are for the better. Like, I I think they're good changes. I just don't know if it enhances my experience with it. That makes sense. Um, And they've done some other things like now you can change the costumes of the characters through different equipment pieces and you can have them look however you want because there are cosmetic slots. So you don't have to have the defense of the shirtless bathing suit Shulk if you don't want to. You can actually have good defense with that. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's largely the same. It's the same MMO style combat. You basically do auto attacks on an enemy until your skills charge up and then you use them and they go on a cooldown. still works just as well still just as engaging as it was before it's just this now that it's the second time it's having a harder time hooking me in i think right uh just because it's like yes i do know the plot and it has i have done it all before for a very long time so do you think i don't know part of the reason is because you played so much of it and like in the back of your mind you're thinking i really don't want to get into this as deep as i did last time Oh, that's probably the main reason, I think, yeah. It's kind of like I know a lot of people very hesitant about getting back into WoW Classic or whatever it's called. 
mm-hmm. they're like, oh god, I spent like years of my life with that, and I I can't go back to it. I just I can't touch cut, touch WoW ever again, just because like <laughs> it's a crack addiction that I'm afraid of. <laughs> Yeah, I I get that. Um, so this this does feel somewhere similar to that. Yes, not quite uh, at that level because like you playing a hundred hours is nothing compared to like the ten thousand hours some people have poured into to WoW. I'm not I'm not comparing the two in that sense. I'm just saying, no, no, yeah, but also like the last of us comes out in like two weeks, right? So right, do I really want to be deep into this game? and still playing it in a couple weeks when new stuff comes out or like, do I want to just kind of like mess with it when I have free time? I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, like, uh, and right after the last of us, we'll be getting into, um, uh, God, what's the other Sony game? Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, which is apparently the largest open world game that that studio's ever made. So I get it. And, yeah. and, and you're just coming off of the biggest uh, JRPG of the generation. Yeah. 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 Uh, where you played that for a second time. So, like, I understand your hesitation of wanting to get into a big game right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I got about Xenoblade. Um, you played some Minecraft Dungeons, though. Uh, yeah, I'm on the final area now. I just kind of like it's just the mindless game that I was hoping it would be. It's just been a good podcast game to just kind of put a podcast on and then just like kill things. Um, One thing that I am really liking about this game is when you're playing these action RPGs, a lot of times you're kind of like you're stuck at picking a class and then just like stuck with that class. Mm. This you you don't pick a class at all. It's just kind of your weapons. So you're just kind of constantly just kind of changing up basically your entire style, depending on what weapon you're getting next. So it's, that's kind of nice to not. And I know some people really like when they dive deep, they're like, okay, I just want to make this one type of character. And that's all I want to do mm-hmm. where this just feels like it's very like, it, it's a simplified version of that. It's very streamlined. Um, the game is itself, I guess, okay. I think at the end of the day, it'll probably be one of my favorite, or at the end of the year, it'll be one of my favorite, like, 7 out of 10 games, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Where you're just like, oh, it's it's fine. Um, I really kind of put it at the same, uh, same, pretty much at the same level as, like, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance as last year. Just a okay. fun, yeah, yeah. Just a fun kind of mindless. I'm leveling up and getting, which I guess that you didn't get loot. Where this one, you are getting some loot. So, uh, did you play this on Xbox One? I am playing on Xbox One. Yes. Okay. I was just curious because it seems like the PC experience is uh, not great. <laughs> ah, uh, I've, a lot of people have been having trouble getting it to work, and like, you can buy it on either Steam. Through or... the Minecraft launcher or the Windows Store, ah, <laughs> and I guess that's causing a lot of issues as well. Hey, yeah. yeah, when I have the opportunity of both, I'll go to the Xbox just because, like, my PC is definitely like a very low end gaming PC. Mm-hmm. Where, like, typically with my Xbox, I know it's going to run the game, so yeah, that's just like the easier, safer pick for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Makes sense. yes. 
I I guess I could also mention I did finish um, Rayman Origins last night. Oh, nice. How'd you feel about that? In the it, end? Well, it's the Dark Souls of platformers, man. It oh, it does get very hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I'm just making a the... joke, but holy yeah. shit, it, got it does. Hard. It does yeah. get pretty difficult. Yeah, I spent an hour on the last boss or whatever you want to call it. I oh, was dang. Like, I was like, wow, this is very difficult. <laughs> and then I don't know if you saw my tweet last night. No, I didn't. The credits, that is the longest credit sequence, I, whatever you want to call it, I've ever seen in a game. Oh, really? I like w- went to the bathroom, came back, and it was still running. So then I was like, what is going on? Did it loop? So then I looked up how long, like I literally went into YouTube and just typed in like the credits for it. Guess how long it is. 30 minutes. Oh, 18. 18? Ooh. But I mean, like, that's like a 10-hour game. It's a 10-hour platformer. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like hey, we there's make a go, lot of art. Okay. We make fun of Ubisoft for, like, every studio touches that their games, but, like, I did not expect that for Rayman. No, it's true, man. Every studio touches all those Ubisoft games, dude. It's crazy. Or maybe they just list out every Ubisoft employee. <laughs> whether they <laughs> Even if the they didn't work on it? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I yeah, I was just like shocked. I did not expect those credits to be as long as they were. No. Um, but yeah, that's um I've been just kind of bouncing around a few different games, but the big one I was playing was Rayman Origins, which we talked about last week, and then I started Minecraft Dungeons and I'm just about through it at this point. So I gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Boy, that was quick. Yeah. Wow. All right, you ready to get into part three where it will not be so quick? Uh, it could be. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that's true. Well, I'm just thinking we're talking about six different publishers. That's true. Uh, in quite a few games. So yeah. uh, let's run down the list of publishers we're talking about today. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm talking about Image and Form. Uh, mm-hmm. You are going to be talking about Annapurna, which I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll definitely have some opinions on that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, THQ Nordic. I didn't add all their games. I just added a couple that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, Konami. I just think that's going to be a, <laughs> I think that's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, Telltale Games. I do like they released a lot of games, so I felt like yeah. they should be talked about. And then Finji mm-hmm. is a studio that was made for you. I think it so. is. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, I guess we'll just start at the top of the list, which is Image and Form, and mm-hmm. they are the SteamWorld guys. Yeah, so they all the SteamWorld games. Yes, which I looked it up. SteamWorld Dig One, uh, it did eventually come out to like the PlayStation Four and everything, but it yeah. originally only released on Nintendo 3DS in 2013. Yes, that is true. I do remember that. So I'm not going to count it on here. I yeah. So. Uh, the first game technically is SteamWorld Heist, which is another one that released originally on the 3DS, but that was 2015. And then, so I'm, I'm going to count that one where the other one was 2013. So I'm like, all right, the years will count, will count Heist, but not Dig. If that, yeah, makes that sense. makes sense. I get so, you. Uh, SteamWorld Heist is a game I taught we talked about earlier in the year that I went through and played. It's yeah. just like the 2D side scroller but you're kind of just moving characters around and then just uh, you specifically have to aim the gun and shoot. And it is just a solid... Ta- it's I guess you call it tactical? Sure. Yeah, it's tactical, for sure. Um, 
and that's one thing I just love about this studio is other than like the dig series, they make <clears throat> it's all the steamrolls kind of, I guess they're all under one umbrella steamrolled umbrella, but they make just vastly different games between Metroidvanias, turn turn based tactics games, uh, steamrolled quest which is a card game that will uh, it, they just make very interesting games so steamrolled heist as i said it's a 2d tactics you're moving characters around a map and just kind of trying to shoot enemies um now steamrolled dig 2 is a metroidvania and i i go back and forth whether this or ori is my favorite uh steam or my favorite metroidvania of the generation hmm. i interesting uh, this is a game that I played played on PlayStation. I loved it. Yeah. Then it was added to Xbox Game Pass. I played through it again. I loved it. And then it was added to Stadia, which if you remember that conversation, I played through it again. So I've played through it three times on three different platforms. And it's just, it's just such a tight experience. It's maybe six, seven hours. And you just, it's just so addicting just kind of going on these runs and just trying to get as far as you can, get as many jewels as you can to then take it back to the town to get money. So then you can buy upgrades. It's just a very addicting, simple loop that I know you not really work for you, but like for me, I don't know what it is. It just, I, every time I start playing it, I have to just kind of carry through to complete. <laughs> I watched uh, most of a playthrough of SteamWorld Dig too, and I like watching that in SteamWorld Dig, but mm-hmm. playing it, I not I don't enjoy as much. For Do some you, is it just like the controls where it's just not quite tight enough? Or uh, I, yeah, I don't really know. I just don't. I I personally don't like get into it when I am doing it, mm-hmm. and I I don't really know why that is. Yeah, I, I I and I don't know why I get into it so much. But like all of a sudden, like. <laughs> I'm just like, I got to collect all these gems to sell so I can get more money so I can get better upgrades. It's just, it's a very simple loop that just kind of clues me. And I think part of it's just like the length. It's it, And that's something I can say about all three of these games is none of them overstay their welcome. Uh, can I change my last publisher? Because yeah. I just thought of this right now. Yeah. I mean, if you want to change or we can, we already have. No, I need this to be it. Well, I was going to say we could just add a seventh one if you really want to do it. Because we had that list there. And I... So I... I guess. I don't know. I Because I I just thought about this and I don't know why. We'll see when we get there. But I'll... I mean, like, you're adding Supergiant and they did two games. Hey, they did three. Uh, The one was last gen. No, Transistor is this gen. Oh, Pyre, and then like I see, I don't really, and this is shitty of me. I don't count their Hades because oh, Hades counts, man. It's coming out this year too. It hasn't it come out. Time. It hasn't officially come out, and I haven't touched oh, it. And I'm wait. So, I've been waiting. So fucking so, sick. Okay. It's so yeah. Good. I mean, that's fine. And then the last game, as I mentioned, SteamWorld Quest, which is a game which is the only one you've actually played, correct? Yeah, I love SteamWorld Quest. Uh, I normally don't like card games, so when it is like a card game type thing where it's a smaller deck size where you can like really focus way more on strategy outside Mm -hmm. of like, Oh fuck, how do I make these like 30 to 60 cards gel together in a meaningful way? Yeah. Uh, I like, yeah, it's it's just the smaller size is what does it for me in most card games, I think. And that was just simple where you just picked three characters and then each character had like 
five cards, I think it was. I think the whole deck was yeah. 15 cards. And then you could just kind of mix in different decks. And, and they really did. They just very simplified the CCG genre. Where I don't think people who are really into card games would like it. But like for us, who kind of just occasionally dabble into it, it really worked well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I'm trying to remember you. You leveled up characters as well, right? Yeah, the characters leveled up as well, uh, so they would get more health and stuff. Yes, that's it. And then, like when you were playing cards, you always wanted to play three of the same one because then you got that character boost, and it was different mm-hmm. for each character. I don't know. And then I remember we both liked the fox. I do not remember the fox. The fox. Name. The fox guy was pretty tight. He had a lot of like wind. Yeah. Yeah, he had like wind stuff. Yes. And a lot of katanas. Yes. And that's all he and he could throw knives and stuff as well. He was good. And then I remember the frog, which like it was not a little frog. He was a big boy. No, he was a big boy and he mm. would like tank damage. He yes. had a lot of defensive cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember all the characters, but I do remember using those two quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh the next game or the next publisher is Annapurna. Mm-hmm. which um, you're going to be much better at talking about than I am. So uh, the first one is Donut County, which is... Oh, I put country. <laughs> uh, either way. Uh, it, it It's so stupid that I love it. It is rever- mm. It's basically reverse Katamari Damacy, where like in Katamari, you are using your dumb ball to roll up everything, whereas Donut County is you play as a whole, and you are like the more stuff falls into the hole, the bigger the hole gets. And there's just something weirdly satisfying about just like having the hole eat a house and shit Mm -hmm. or like getting big enough to like eat just giant buildings and things. Uh, It is not very replayable and it's a pretty short game. So like once you know the order to eat things in or like what there, there are puzzles. Sometimes you have to like fill the hole with water or like uh, you can get a thing in there that'll like shoot out air and stuff. And like those puzzles are fun. So the, the game altogether probably took like an hour and a half, two hours, mm-hmm. uh, which he worked on it for God. It must've been like eight years or something. I always feel like kind of bad about that. Like, Eight years of someone's life, and it's just like you experienced it in two hours. Yeah, but I mean, like, I did enjoy it, and I think yeah, at the yeah. time a lot of people really liked it. It had excellent writing. Like the the Trashopedia is great. Uh, the, like character that was using the hole to destroy things was a raccoon, and he was trying to. It the, it was weird. The hole was like an app on his phone and he was trying to eat so much stuff so that he could like win a remote control airplane. I believe it was. Yeah. And so like then everybody gets pissed off that he was such a fucking idiot. It's just, it's, it's funny. And I I enjoyed it. Uh, But yeah, Ben Esposito did that and he, I mostly by himself. I'm pretty sure. I think he did the music and the programming and art and stuff. Wow. It's interesting. Um, then Florence is not a game that I have played, but I would probably enjoy it quite a bit. It was a mobile game, smaller mobile game that is about the, uh, it's about like like the relationship. I think it's like getting over a relationship. 
yeah, it's like it goes through the story of this girl and uh, the relationship she was in and then them getting out of the relationship and her getting over it. And like, it's about I probably shouldn't play it, actually, because it's apparently crushingly sad. It's it's basically a story about how people can fall in love and then at a certain point, like you just stop caring, I guess. Mm hmm. And like what it's like to grow apart from people that you care about. Right. Uh, so I, this also is a very short experience um, and it is out on Steam now. Like I think on Steam, it's like five or six bucks. And yeah, so th- this is the kind of thing that Annapurna does. They generally are publishing weird, more experimental out there shit. Right. <laughs> or stuff that's more dealing with like emotion and friendship and things like that, too. We're just tackling like complex subjects like the next one gone home. They didn't publish originally, but they I, published that, it when it came out on switch. Yeah. And that's why I added it here. I felt like now would be the time to talk about gone home. Yeah. I mean, gone home is important, right? Yes. So I thought about, I was actually thinking about this last night before I was going to bed. Uh, I have not played gone home, but I, Oh, you haven't? No, I sh- oh, okay. I really should. It's another one that I really should. This is where I really felt like, it was like some second wave of indie games when they truly became popular. And I, I don't really know how to quantify that in my head because I remember originally like original indie games on Xbox Live Arcade, like Braid and Bastion and stuff like that. And those were more just like fun arcadey type games. Mm-hmm. Whereas then for some reason in my mind, I gone home symbolizes like more of a move towards unique narrative stuff i mean like i know people find this as a negative but like it really kind of defined the walking simulator yeah and like for sure it did do that but it also had like very specific themes and like a point it was trying to get across with its message which i won't exactly say because technically it spoils the plot of gone home it completely Uh, does yes yeah so it's just one of those things where in my mind, for some reason, I equate this with like the best indie games out there, even though I haven't played it is just because the way it was talked about back then, like I remember it being a huge deal when it came out, like everyone was talking about gone home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like narrative adventure games had made a comeback at that point, right? Like the walking simulator type thing, like people had scorned that for a while, I think with, uh, I can't remember what the fuck the name of the other one was something, the moon to the moon. Oh yeah. But the, that was one where people like really trashed on it for like not having gameplay and basically just being like a walking simulator. Whereas like in gone home, you are technically interacting with objects and stuff. And there's like yeah. secrets you can find and explore the house. But, and there are some basic puzzles because I do remember this, I think it was 2016. It was a PlayStation plus game. So then I just kind of, yeah. I got it through that and I just kind of played through it one. I mean, it, it was one sitting I played through it. It's, short enough to do that Mm -hmm. and it was like something that i didn't i only downloaded it because it was a free game on playstation plus i didn't know what to expect and i just kind of played through it one saturday morning because i was like i don't know what else to do and then i was just kind of blown away because i i i didn't know what to expect i did just had such (laughs) i i don't want to say low expectations i had no expectations i didn't know what Mm -hmm. what this game was and i was like oh wow this is 
this is impressive. Just like what that twist ends up being at the end. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it's just one of those where like, yeah, I don't, there are, there are ones that I like more that have come out later. Like I really like Firewatch, but I don't think Firewatch happens if this game doesn't come out. No, definitely not. Yeah. This, like, I think a lot of games that people like as, like even even the last game on this list that we're going to talk about, right? Like those those types of games don't happen without Gone Home. Oh, likely not. So like yeah. this is definitely like I, I don't want to say like the quote unquote father or the mother of this type of genre, but like this is definitely one that propelled that forward and kind of made it much more mainstream. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the next one is one that I actually know the least about, uh, Gorogoa. It is a, it's like a weird, like game. narrative hand-drawn puzzle game. Uh, and I, I don't know much more about it than that. It won like 900 quadrillion awards. And I just like, I somehow this game, I had never seen gameplay of it before. I had always just heard people talk about it. Uh, and that it's just like a good puzzle game with really good storytelling and hand-drawn art. Yeah. But outside of that, I just don't, I have no context. From like what I remember, it's like a lot of the puzzles are like slide puzzles where you're moving like these pictures around and then like the animation, there's like animation and it's just, I, I don't think I would be very good at the puzzles, puzzles and stuff, but like it, it is one of those very unique uniquely different games so yeah uh yeah i I don't have a lot to say because i didn't play it but i did think like it's an interesting puzzle game if you like puzzle games you may want to just look up some gameplay of it yeah uh kentucky route zero is a game that you played earlier this year yeah i did not finish it i still i still do intend to finish it i kentucky route zero is a game where I can't even think about playing it if I'm not in the right mindset. In my mind, it has to be dark. There can be no lights. Okay. Because otherwise, I feel like it just ruins the entire ambiance of like how weird and creepy and surreal it's supposed to be. And I also have to be able to focus entirely on it. Like if I have anything else in my brain, I feel like all of it is lost on me. It is a lot. I uh, like it has a lot of high concept mm-hmm. themes and stuff in it that are uh you know sometimes a little bit much like the state of our country and like has a lot to say about capitalism and things like that uh but it is essentially like a a point and click adventure game except for that you directly control the character mm-hmm. uh and it is uh uses the concept of magical realism. So everything is at the beginning grounded in reality, but then sometimes things are just like, Whoa, that doesn't happen in reality. This guy's got a robot leg now, Mm -hmm. or like there's ghosts here (laughs) and stuff like that. Uh, It definitely has a very specific vibe in this. What it was 11 years for all the episodes to come out. I think Um, some crazy shit for all five episodes to come out. I don't think it took, I think it was seven years because I think it was 2013 when it started. Maybe. I just remember it being a comically long time, especially between the fourth and fifth episodes. Like they were, I mean, seven years is still a comically long, long time. Yeah. Just in general. But like, I Uh, don't think it started in 2009. That's probably true. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like I do remember it happening. 
Because wasn't it originally a... Uh, yeah, it was originally Kickstarter 2011. Okay. And then the first release was 2013. Okay. So you That's got the really 11. I just, I just have such weird memories of like seeing that game played such a such a long time ago. It was uh, one of those things where it's like, oh, I would rather wait until it's out. Mm-hmm. And then it was just never out. <laughs> like it was. I mean, to age this, I remember going back and listening to the Giant Bomb like game of the year. And this was the year that Austin was on the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's when he talked about Kentucky Route Zero. And so that would have been the one year he was at Giant Bomb. But yeah, Kentucky Route Zero is definitely a cool uh, narrative adventure game. Like you really, you really got to know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. It's not the kind of thing where you just on a whim are like, I should try this. Like, (laughs) You got you got to look it up first to know if that's your kind of thing or not. But like, if it is, it sounds like like some oh, people... it's it's super cool. Yeah, I really like it so far. Yeah. So, um, oh boy, the next one, man. Oh, fuck, I, Outer Wilds is so good. If you or anyone listening have not seen the no clip documentary about Outer Wilds, you should watch that shit. Because what Outer Wild started as, as a student project, and then evolved into uh, to then be published by Annapurna is something else, man. And the way that it uses the concepts of space, the way that it uses environmental storytelling is... I, I don't know, man. Outer Wild is crazy. I I went into that game like you did to uh, Gone Home with no expectation. Right. I it was the first game I played on Game Pass uh, because I was at my mom's because she had gone to London. So I had to watch her house and her dogs. And so I was just like, I just need something to do. I want to play a new game. Oh, yeah. Like that was I see people talking about Outer Wilds. Right. So I'm going to get in there. Yeah, that was the first time you like whipped out your Xbox and like three years i think right? yeah it was forever <laughs> um i try i tried that in void bastards and i well, i very re- much did not like void bastards <laughs> they both occupy a very similar space for me for that reason because they both added to game pass the same time yeah it was so, like the same day i think yeah so like you and i both tried them both at the same time notice how we're not talking about one of the games yeah i would not talk about void best people no. do really like it though yes and yes like i like you didn't enjoy outer wilds but like i no, really no. enjoyed it um in fairness yeah it, it depends void bastards is a weird yeah which void bastards it has that uh roguelike that yeah you and i are both just kind of burn out on where this is just like if you are not into space travel i think you're gonna have a hard time getting into this game if you are uh, that's probably true if you're just not a big like exploration just like free exploration like there's no guided exploration it's do your own thing and it's all space travel if like Mm -hmm. that doesn't quite click with you where i like a much more structured experience Mm -hmm. uh like that it's just all personal taste at that point but yeah Yeah, yeah. um so yeah outer wilds is i personally think excellent i know a bunch of people who didn't play it but watched it Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed watching it as well um it won a lot of awards. It won a lot of awards. 
Because it was I like, know a lot of Annapurna games win a lot of awards in general. Yes, but I just like dice. It was like all over the place, and oh yeah, just because the way like that's why I say that no clip documentary is fucking crazy. Is just like it works like real space, mm-hmm. and the way they modeled the gravity on each of those planets and stuff is a feat that seems impossible. And I, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. The music, everything about it. I am a fan. The next game, I want it to be a fan. Sayonara wild hearts. And I just, it really didn't do it for me, man. I love rhythm games. I love good poppy music. The music's great. I see it didn't do it for me. And maybe wow. it's just because I was so not enjoying the game while I was playing it. See, I only listen to the music, so I have that going for me. I think part of it, so this this is my fault, but most people said like, oh, it's like Carly Rae Jepsen's album Emotion. <laughs> and that's a great album. Sure. I do not I do not think that this is like that uh in terms of what it is. Like it is still upbeat poppy music. It is I don't know. I had higher expectations. That's what I will say. Uh, well, yeah. When when you bring up one of the more popular pop, you know, albums of all, like at least the last five years, like sure, <laughs> yeah, it sets uh, certain expectations. I would say, yeah, and just like I, I like rhythm games, and so like the rhythm game element is like not the best, and it never truly feels like you are getting feedback or even that you a lot of the time it feels like you have no input on anything that's happening and you played on playstation yeah i played on playstation and like it only takes a couple of hours so like then at at that point it was like basically like i paid like 20 dollars for an album which is fine because that's the cost of like most albums but just the gameplay part of it really i did not think was great and the story was so nonsensical and didn't really make sense at all yeah. narrated by Queen Latifah. That was cool. Oh, that I forgot about that. That's yeah, that's neat. She only talks like twice, uh, but I did like the parts where she talked. And yeah, that, that's all I have to say about it. it. Has a weird, unique art style. Like yeah, everybody yeah. doesn't really have like very, facial stuff. Yeah, it was very colorful and pink, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, Telling Lies, is a Sam Barlow joint. Sam Barlow uh, worked on a lot of games, but the one that he made before this was called Her Story. And uh, that also, in the same way that I remember Gone Home being a very big deal, I remember Her Story being a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And it is, I guess it is a game. I, I don't know. It's basically like a series of videos that you use to try to like solve a murder. Yeah. Like you're like listening. It It's all FMV and you're just kind of listening to people talk and you're just trying to like pull it, pull apart different words from what I remember. And yeah, then just and like, so... and then you like type those words into like basically like a search engine type thing. And then it pulls up videos from like, like it, if that word is mentioned, it pulls up videos of that word. It, that's the gameplay, right? Yeah. So telling lies is that, but taken to like the next level. Yes. And it doesn't quite work as well, from my understanding. Uh, 
it's it's weird because I guess you you want to be able to piece together conversations like in a row and you can't always do that. Or like sometimes the search will be a little bit wonky and because in her story, it's generally one person that all the right. clips are of. Whereas I, I can't remember if it's four or five people. I believe it's four in telling lies. lies. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell, like the time frame of specific stuff in telling lies and things like that. Uh, but it is still that same ambitious thing, like the fact that it's just like a repository of video and you can essentially search by a word mentioned in the thing. It It is a it is a cool concept. And if you like solving, I don't. Is it a murder in telling lies? I don't remember. I don't actually know. Uh, you're solving something, some type of crime that that's for sure. Uh, yeah. And it's all and, like webcams. From yep. They're all. Yeah. You're like using webcam footage of these people which i mean like i know the director like because they just released that on console like a month ago or so oh really yes and he was just like yeah that's just like a weird happenstance how that all worked out where like everyone's just like on webcams right now and then our game using webcams comes out (laughs) we didn't plan that no but yeah that's yeah, so I, I think Sam Barlow has a lot of interesting ideas in the games yes. he puts out. Like Telling Lies was definitely the next like stepping point off of what her story was. It, it people just seem to think that it wasn't quite as good, uh, maybe because it's just a little bit more of the same, just extrapolated out further. Right, but I don't know. And something that's totally different is Watam by uh, the guy who made Katamari Damacy. Um, I can't remember his name, which makes me feel like a criminal. I can't help you. I'm sorry. Kita Takahashi. I should be, man, I'm going to be put in jail because of that. Uh, yeah. So Takahashi, mm-hmm. he'd been working on this game for a long time. It originally was going to be published by Sony. Yeah, I think directly. And he took so long and that deal fell through that he got picked up by Annapurna. It may have also been with another publisher at some point. Uh, So I did not end up getting Watam because it was just as I had feared where it was maybe weird for the sake of weird with no substance. Mm-hmm. Um, Katamari Damacy is one of my favorite franchises ever uh, and that is just fun gameplay whereas then the next thing he put out was called Glitch I believe and it was like a weird web game experiment thing and that was okay and then he moved on to Nobi Nobi Boy which was uh, you have that backwards f- fucking weird oh really he did Nobi Nobi Boy and then Glitch uh, Katamari was 05 uh, Nobi Nobi Boy was 09 Glitch was 11 Okay, well, Glitch no longer exists in any format, I believe. It was a web browser game that I they took down. Is Nobi Nobi Boy the one with, like, the worm or snake? And it keeps yeah, it's like bigger? a weird little snake guy, and you eat uh, stuff to get bigger so that you can uh, throw up into girl, I believe, is the thing in the sky. Uh-huh. And you add your length to girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Uh, and the goal was to like see how many people would play it, and then like make it uh, <laughs> basically make it so that it would reach different planets in length. And then they realized at a certain point that it was never going to work. Either way, what what Tom is basically like, mm-hmm. you 
make friends with people and then they explode. But like in a fun confetti time and it's it's all about like trying to become friends with these people. And it it's basically like a three or four hour experience where you just like talk to people and they explode in fun ways, really. Like there is no challenge or like <laughs> greater purpose. It just was a we. it's just a weird thing. And he just wanted it to be a fun time, he said. And so by all accounts, it is pretty fun, but the experience is kind of thin. Right. So, yeah, that's really all I got about that. And the last one for Annapurna is What Remains of Edith Finch, which we played last summer one one evening. And it it's a great it's great. Yeah, it's just a series of just like smaller vignettes that are all connected under like a family that either has really bad luck or they're just cursed. Yeah. And so you basically go through and you see how each one of these family members in the family tree passed away. Yes. Which uh, most of them worked for me. There were a couple that I didn't care for. I actually think the worst one is the first one they throw you into the one with the owl, right? Yeah. Just the different animals. Cause like you don't, you, you turn into the owl and then you turn into like a cat. Or maybe the cat and then owl and then you're a shark and then you're like that monster tentacle thing. Yeah. I, that one didn't quite work for me, but like I still think about that one where like I'm not going to spoil anything, but like the one that worked at the fish factory. Oh, fuck. And the other. Yeah, it, that one is. <laughs> that one and then like the baby in the bathtub, which I think you can kind of figure out what happened to that one. <sighs> yeah, both of those are tough. The yes. one in the fish factory, though, goes on for a long time. And like the yeah. buildup is you're just like, where is this going? I think I know, but mm. I was not truly prepared. Yeah. Another one was that I don't remember what happened, but that comic book one, that one just had like the a comic really... book one. Yeah. The Halloween, like, yes, yeah. that just had a like very unique uh, style to it. So like, yes. uh, that is one thing I will have to say, like all these vignettes, they like came up with a different style, a different look. I mean, there was the one where there was the boy swinging on that swing. Mm. Uh, and then I think a tornado or something came up like it. I mean, just how many vignettes were there? Probably like seven or eight. And the whole game was probably five, six hours. Yeah, it wasn't super long. Uh, But I think like on this list, it's my favorite. I'm sure Outer Wilds you like a little more. But I would say Outer Wilds. But I out of all of these, I it's probably top two. Yeah, Yeah. definitely second. Yeah, I. That was one of those things where I was not expecting anything from it, right? Mm-hmm. And I had heard people talk about it, but never really gave it much thought. Right. It's it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just extremely well done. And I remember this was another one. It was a small team. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the credits, they said it was like a five-year... This was like five years of their lives. And it's just like, man. Uh, I'm really glad it worked out for them, though. So Yeah, I, I am as well. Uh, do you, I'm, now I'm just kind of curious if because that was 2017 mm. i believe it was 2017 maybe it was 2018 but i'm just kind of wondering if that studio is working on something okay it was april 25th 2017 they did unfinished swan which very similar mm-hmm. uh, and they haven't announced what they're doing next so i, I would imagine that 
some here in the next couple of years, we might be hearing something about what they'll be doing next. And I'll be very interested, whatever they're working on next. I'm sure you're the. Yeah, the, I'm the same. Same boat. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was uh, Annapurna. They, they make a very certain style of game, as you can see, or they publish a certain style of game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not really heavy in gameplay. Definitely no, much no. more. Uh, they usually have a story to tell. It seems like, yeah, definitely. Narrative maybe not focus. Maybe sure. not like Donut County as much. <laughs> uh, Donut County is just so fun and dumb. It, it's kind of that's more like like Watam. Yeah, where the other ones definitely have much more of like a serious tone they're going for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, very. Uh, I wouldn't say give very heavy story uh, centric games. Uh, the next studio uh, publisher that we're going to talk about is THQ Nordic. <laughs> this isn't even a game. I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, the 8chan. 8chan. Oh, fuck. That was... I, you know, sometimes you forget mm-hmm. about things that happened in the past. Yeah. Yep. What kind of marketing team does an AMA on 8chan? The one for THQ Nordic is the answer. Mm-hmm. They did that. <laughs> oh, fuck, come on dude it still is baffling you can't it, is, do that. it is very baffling and it is something that like that had to be one guy that was like trust me i know what i'm doing and, and, and then there was this whole big outrage and then like that's that company just would have been like what the fuck happened all of a sudden like oh it's such a bizarre bizarre idea such a bizarre thing because like 4chan's bad enough. But when you have 4chan being like, you guys are a little too extreme, go do your own thing. <laughs> or 8chan is just on another level. And I I I said this when we talked about 8chan, I think it was last year or two years ago. Do not go to 8chan. You will be on no. you will be put on an FBI watch list. And I'm not joking. Like it is full of like child pornography and bad things. So mm-hmm. stay away from 8chan. Even if a company's doing an AMA. <laughs> yeah. Uh the next game, uh Wreckfest, which was originally a PC game and then it was eventually ported over to console. And yes. it is the only destruction derby game that i can think of since the playstation one game (sighs) um there's not a lot more i can say about it it is just racing but it's destruction derby so you're just trying to destroy other people as you're racing and i do remember the ai just really fucking me up and going after me harder than almost any other racing game i've played where they were trying to spin me out and like take out my car so I definitely formed a lot of uh, rivalries in that game because like they did the thing where they like name the other AI. So you would just kind of like remember these certain ones and be like, I hate that guy. And I would go out of my way to take him. <laughs> so they did a good job with that, I guess. If like, yeah, to the point where like I hated some of the AI. Um, another game, Darksiders 3 came out mm. this generation yes, and Darksiders is basically just like THQ Nordic. It was THQ. Now it's THQ Nordic, uh, their version of Zelda. Uh, yeah. And he, I mean, the original I think was the most like Zelda and then two was, uh, it became uh, much more of a loot game. 
Yeah, and then three is more like uh... Dark Souls. Oh, interesting. Well, remember because like you had the souls. Yeah, I I was gonna say it's more like Devil May Cry. Oh, you're talking com- like it's the combat of like like a Devil May Cry with Dark Souls, yeah. where it's like no. the souls okay. where like when you die, your soul is there, so then you have to go back to your location, fight that enemy, and get your souls back. And like the souls are basically how you level up. So it, it it's it's I would say it's much more of like a Souls clone, but like without the difficulty aspect and it's more just like they took those design decisions those that like design doc and then we're like what if we just made it easy though or easier mm. than like a souls game so yeah and then darksiders genesis is a game that came out last year right at the end of the year come out yes it originally like diablo right yes it originally came out on stadia i believe oh in 2019 and then it came out in February on console and everything else. And it just is very middling. It's just like Darksiders Diablo. And I don't think it... I played a little bit and I did not care for it. Um, it's And so that's, that's all I really have to say about THQ Nordic. I don't really have anything else to add other than... Yeah, Manny, Darksiders Genesis did come out this year. So. Okay. Cool. Oh man, are you ready to talk about Konami? Oh, always, because like games. this is an interesting company. They're a fucking garbage shit show now, is what I would say. I um, I, there was something recently where like they were gonna something was happening with Konami recently. They were gonna like license a bunch of stuff to other people because they have no idea what they're doing. Well, they don't care. They, yeah, they make pachinko machines, and that's all they care about. So yeah, the first one, Contra Rogue Corps, was the first Contra game that had been made in a long time, and I just need to look up what this got. I know on it, the Metacritic. It, I remember it was so bad that the person they assigned it to at Game Informer, after a couple hours, said, "I don't want to play this anymore." Fifty-two percent. Mm-hmm. That's bad for yeah. a video game. Uh, yeah, it's hard to fuck up Contra. Uh, franchise that has been going strong since the NES uh, because there's not a lot to it. It's a side-scrolling shooter well, that you gotta have a up. really specific bullet style. I, okay, that is, you're right. <laughs> that's where they, that's where they <laughs> fucked up. That's where they <laughs> fucked up. Is they made it like a weird uh, like top-down top mm-hmm. like t- dual joystick shooter thing. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, dual joystick shooters can be fine. And it still sucked. Well, I mean, like, why wouldn't you just make another Contra? Like, like, how hard is it to just make, like... There's one positive review. Okay. One. Hey. Out of all of the reviews. Do you want to know what the Nintendo Switch version got? I fucking... A negative 30. A 40. Oh. So, the Xbox One actually is the best with 56. So, congratulations, Xbox users. Excellent congrats to them <laughs> but yeah the nintendo switch version might must be like that much worse yeah jesus and then metal gear solid 5 which is the good i would say the main good thing they did well uh, some people like, would argue pt but i ground zeros is a weird one ground zeros is weird so the part of metal gear solid 5 is mired in the fallout that Kojima had with Konami and we'll never probably get like a full 
uh, answer to that kind of thing, because it's not like in the US where people will eventually like do a tell all book. Usually Japanese stuff like that stays locked away forever. Yes. Uh, So we'll never really know what happened there, truthfully. But like they made an amazing engine, the Fox engine Mm -hmm. and Ground Zeroes was like the essentially the equivalent of like a prologue slash demo for Metal Gear Solid 5 was going to be. And it proved that you could have an open world stealth game uh, and that it would work and you could do a whole bunch of cool stuff with it. So like ground zeros didn't have very much content. You could beat it in like an hour, but it proved the concept. I just, what I remember about this, cause like it proved the concept, but it was like $40, wasn't it? Oh, it was way too much money. Yeah. Uh, but like, I remember cause like middle Gear solid five was like game informers cover story. The one time. And I think mm-hmm. it was like Dan Reichert's like when he worked at game informer, like one of his last cover story, and I remember when they left like the studio and then like made wrote the cover story, they talked about Ground Zeroes because they got to play it. And they said like the whole game's a couple hours long. And then Konami was like, that's a lie. They're lying. And, they, and then like, I remember Dan just being like, I guess like time will tell, but like people are gonna know this that well, it's but, like, definitely a lie. It's people were finishing it at preview events, yeah. like outside of Game Informer. Like people were just like, Yeah, I beat it at the preview event. Yeah. People were like, That's impossible. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I beat it at the preview <laughs> event. Yeah, Konami was just like, they did not they I don't like it just showed how shitty Konami was being just with basically then and then they even worse with like the actual five the phantom pain but yeah like that's what i think about ground zeros is just like how they just were trying to lie their way to get people to spend the 30 or 40 dollars it was for essentially a two-hour demo yeah uh, but and so like it didn't even have story really like it had a cinematic at the beginning and the end that you need so much context to even remotely understand and that's where the phantom pain falls too is like mm-hmm. when people come to a metal gear solid game they're expecting a certain level of batshit crazy story from kojima mm-hmm. and what happened essentially was they pasted a like 12,000 minute long jeep ride at the beginning of the game and then they pasted in what I have said numerous times might be one of the greatest action games of all time. And uh, then they like pasted a garbage ending at the end of that. Uh, you're forgetting, you're forgetting something else at the beginning of the game. What is that? The 40 minute sequence oh. in the hospital. Yeah. Which is basically just playing ground zeros again. Cause yeah, that's the scene that happens at the end of ground zeros. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's all fucked up. Um, there's a lot of, that's one of the few scenes in video games that has actually made me like react physically, which one, uh, where she has their, they like basically reach into her stomach. Oh, you're talking about the ground. Is it, was it in ground? That was in ground zeros and the phantom pain. Okay. Cause I, I, I never got that far and yeah, but I remember hearing about like, cause like she had another bomb somewhere else. Yes. Uh, we don't need to say where, but she had no. a, she had a secret hidden bomb. Yeah, Kojima's bad mm-hmm. with female characters. Like uh, Quiet is a no. bad is an understatement. He's terrible with female characters. Uh she had to breathe, Manny. Do you want her to die? 
fucking like yeah everything about quiet and the phantom pain is mm-hmm. fucking just another level of bullshit uh and all the stuff he said about how when you find out about her you'll regret your words and deeds like fuck off dude you just wanted her to wear a bikini just say that like it yeah it, the whole thing is fucked up but i the, the gameplay portion of it is magical to me like it is one of those things where it's one of the few games where I would have ideas of how to deal with a situation and mm-hmm. 99% of the time I could actually execute on that idea, no matter how crazy it was. Yeah. It seems like it, like I've heard people say this is the best stealth game ever made. So yeah. Like I, I personally do think that that is true. I, I know that saying stuff like that is kind of hyperbolic, but I, like, I, I mean, still like, feel that way years later. I mean, like it's gotta be true for something. And like, I'm not going to argue that, uh, like this has always been a stealth franchise. It's just the gameplay was never there. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that the gameplay finally caught up, but then the story had to suffer. Yeah. And like that, that is a bummer, but I, I do, I will never forget the gameplay. And I, I, I understand people's criticisms about the story. Totally understand. Well, it just felt they didn't end it. Right. It felt like unfinished. Yeah. There wasn't an ending. It was unfinished. And then they like on the bonus disc, there was like a weird, illustrated version of what the ending was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And even then, like that's a pretty big scene that leads into a bunch of other stuff that happens in the metal gear universe. But like, even then it's still not a good ending. Like it just, it didn't need to exist as a, as a story thing. Speaking of things that don't need to exist. Oh boy. Metal gear, metal gear survive. What the fuck? dude? Something that you didn't even try. I wouldn't even begin to want to try it. I don't like survival games very much. What about zombies? So You're a big fan of said, zombies, right? Hey, man, we've got survival. Mm-hmm. We've got zombies. Mm. We don't have the creator of the Metal Gear franchise. <laughs> but we're going to call this Metal Gear Survive. And previews of it looked terrible. Yeah. People at preview events said this is terrible. It came out. Somehow it hit below those terrible expectations. No, the I'm, movement was sluggish. I'm. It wasn't fun. I'm kind of curious if Metal Gear Survive has a lower Metacritic score than Contra. I don't know. I I see. I remember a weird contingent of people being like, no, Metal Gear Survive's actually f- okay. And I remember watching gameplay and being like, I don't think so, dog. Okay. Well, the PC version's 54. The PS4 version is 60. And the Xbox One is 62. So, yeah. Slightly better than Contra. But. <laughs> Yeah, so then Pro Evolution Soccer, mm-hmm. uh, I have nothing to say about this other than it looks really good because it runs on the Fox engine. Yeah, and it's like it's the one competitor to FIFA. Uh, yeah. As far as I understand, I think they just lost like the license to like a soccer thing. That's as far as I can say with that with confidence. But I do remember like it was a big deal that they lost some soccer thing and FIFA picked up the license for it. So, like, yeah. Uh, this is the one game series that Konami has been consistently releasing. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think they've released one every year, like this generation. So, like, they're still technically in video games as long as they're making Pro Evolution Soccer, I guess. Yeah. Um, they also released, and this was just a weird uh, PT. It was just. Yes, which is a huge deal, though. Yes. 
uh, which PT stands for playable trailer. Mm. Uh, and then it, it's the scariest thing that's ever existed. I, as far as I understand, <laughs> it, uh, it also is one of the most hyper realistic looking games graphically that I've ever mm-hmm. seen still, I think. And it just shows that like when you have a smaller environment, and you're not rendering a fuckload of stuff in like an open world and things like that, you can use really high res textures. Yes. Uh, so when you're just rendering that hallway, it can look like real life. And this was supposed to be a silent Hill game with Norman Reedus. And that fell through. Uh, and then they got back together for just one of the most abysmal products I can think of in death stranding. Uh, but people still, uh, you can't download PT anymore. You also cannot, uh, like if you delete it, you can't even get it back if you had claimed it back then. So in theory, I, don't, I haven't looked recently, but having a PS4 with PT playable on it is probably still a big deal. I thought like people have said like it's been getting removed. Oh, really? I remember people also figuring out how to like get it on to new PS4s. So it's probably not. It, it'll probably be fine i just remember like some people like saying like a couple years ago or something maybe like even more recently that like they signed on to their playstation it was just kind of gone one day so hmm. yeah I, ju- I know you can't download it anymore yeah, if yeah. you delete it but i don't know about that so yeah that was weird uh super Bomberman r is a not a great Bomberman game, but I, you know, it, at its base level, it's Bomberman. So I like Bomberman enough. It's just like the art style is not great. The characters they added are not great. The stages aren't very good. Uh, comparing them to other be- uh, Bomberman games, which is like, seriously, man, the bar for Bomberman is so low. It's like below the ground at this point. They couldn't even really hit that. It like ran like shit. It was a switch launch game. And people were just baffled, like, how the fuck can a Bomberman game run poorly? It's impossible. Oh, man. Uh, so that was fucked up. The PS4 version came out, uh, and the Xbox One version, and, like, those ran better, but still it was like, this just doesn't look as good or perform as good as it should. It's a, it's a Bomberman game? What? Yeah, it's another one that it's just all 60s on Metacritic. They, mm-hmm. uh, what, did, we, did we play this? We did. We played it for Extra, extra life. life. And like, it's fine if you're just right, dicking around no. and playing it that way. But like the single player is bad. Mm. And like, if you're going to go for a Bomberman experience, like there are better, cheaper Bomberman experiences. Yeah. Um, like you can get any Bomberman game for like a fucking dollar. <laughs> so I It's weird. Yeah. Um, um, and the final one is Zone of the Enders second runner. Right. It is a re-release of Zone of the Enders. I believe one and two. Okay. Positive. I didn't know anything about this, and I was like, I guess they made a game called Zone of the Enders. I don't yeah, Zone know of the Enders is a this. PS2 game. Okay. Both of them were PS2 games that Kojima made. Uh, but Second Runner added the VR oh, portion to Zone of the Enders, which was cool by most accounts, but it was not enough to like i don't know because zone of the enders is a pretty short game zone of the enders 2 is a pretty short game like they're cool mech battling games but Mm -hmm. they don't hold up quite as well as i think most people would like them to in modern times just in terms of like camera and the way the action works uh so yeah it 
yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's okay. a re-release and the VR edition that. of okay. it is, is cool, but mm-hmm. not enough to like make it anything special. Right. Um, and that's all Konami did, which is just shocking because even if you went back to one, uh, generation before Konami would have been like one of the major publishers we talk about, but instead they just kind of get relegated to this last list where they barely get talked about. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of sad to see like one of the major publishers just kind of gone from video games, mm-hmm. but at least we have Capcom who made a resurgence. Yeah. Um, the next, which speaking of like just falling apart, Telltale Games, <laughs> uh, which we did a whole podcast on Telltale. We did uh, last year, maybe it was eighteen. I, I time is. I think, just, I think it was twenty eighteen. Time has just kind of blend together. <laughs> I don't think I need to go through and like talk about every single game, but they did a lot this generation. They did. I don't think I played any of these you other played... than one with you yes i know you played one and i played part of two other ones okay because like there was batman season one and then they did season two which was the enemy within they did game of thrones which is the one we played together uh guardians of the galaxy <laughs> minecraft story one seasons one and two tales from the borderlands and then they did four Walking Dead seasons. They did season two, season three, which they called Mickey Own, or maybe that was like a side thing. They did uh, okay. So the, her, I actually Michonne. know the answer to this. Okay. Her name is Michonne. Michonne. And I, the only reason I know this is because I have friends who still watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> I believe. So she's an she, actual character. Yes, I, she's a character with dreadlocks who I believe uses a machete. Okay. I have to look this up now. I if this is correct, Matt, mm-hmm. my memory needs to be praised. Okay. I like I looked at that name and was like, whoa, I think I know what this is. Okay. Oh my god, I think I'm right. I think that yes. was like a shortened like three season what, telltale thing. I don't know. She has she has dreadlocks and okay. she uses well, kat- oh, I was wrong. It's a katana. Sorry. Uh, okay, that's uh, even weirder in my opinion, <laughs> but okay. Sorry. The fact that I remembered this is mm-hmm. a feat of excellence on right. my part so that's my win for this this time she was i bu- i don't know if she's in the original comic but she definitely is a character in the show okay i stopped watching the show after like season so there two. you go see i didn't watch the show at all mm-hmm. so i i got it on lock uh yeah they did a lot of walking dead stuff i played the first season but i yeah. see i bought season two and then i was just like do i want to do this though i and that's kind of something i wanted to talk about because like then they did the mission which we talked about a new frontier Mm -hmm. and then they did the final season which that was finished by another studio which i remember that whole saga that was just quite a thing yes and then the last one is the wolf among us but yeah like getting back to the walking dead season two looking at this like i played a little bit and i was just like i'm not into this at all and I felt the same way about Batman. It just seems like this is one of those studios that like they make a really good one season and then like they're trying to recapture what worked in the first season and it just doesn't work the second time. It around. does seem that way. Yeah, like uh, the original season of The Walking Dead really was like lightning in a bottle. Like it did really well for them and there are yes. people who are very adamantly against it being good. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I disagree with those people. I really oh. like the first season of The Walking Dead. I, I question if it would hold up as well now if I played it. Like, I wonder if I would still feel like, oh, yeah, this was awesome. I mean, that story and like maybe just because you know what happens at the end. it wouldn't Yeah, maybe impactful. that would make it a little bit different, I guess. Uh, but like, I still think like, because like you think about that game, like I know and this is not anything to do with this generation, but like well, still uh, there was a, like the racial undertones at the start of that, especially and actually throughout the entire thing where like you're playing as that black man who was arrested for killing his family, but it seems mm-hmm. like he didn't actually do it and he was just like unfairly pinned and Mm. that's something that's happening right now that is had that is you're right that is uh relevant more than ever right now so like in that sense it may like be just as affecting that's Uh, true and then like as we said like and then i don't want to spoil the ending of the walking dead season one but like that would definitely like be less impactful just because like you know how that ends but like i think those racial undertones that are throughout the entire game would still be very relevant today that's true and i so maybe that is something that is lost in the other seasons like i didn't Mm -hmm. play the other seasons uh at all like i down i didn't even download two i don't think uh I, i there was like some there was some like weird in between season. I think that was that, that was that was still on PS3 though. Oh, maybe I don't know. I can't I can't think of what it was called. Uh, but I played the first one of that and was like, you know, I just, I, I just don't give a shit. Like I just don't care. Yeah, like I want like that season one to just be like the experience, and I don't want to know what happens next type of thing. You know, uh, so yeah. that's why I just kind of stopped after playing a little bit of season two i was like wait i don't want this it kind of like the last of us where i part of me wishes like i didn't get these answers and like i just it the ending is the ending and then i can kind of like make up whatever happens next but yeah i and i agree with that especially about the last of us (laughs) yes uh but kind of getting back to telltale uh batman this the first season was a lot of fun i Hmm. just really liked what they did with the Bruce Wayne family where they kind of shook it up and uh, they took what that family was in an interesting direction where maybe the Bruce Waynes weren't as uh, good as they seem like in other mediums. So like just doing something different is definitely appreciated. Um, And then season two, they just, they went in a direction that I just did not care for. I just, uh, without it's hard not to spoil no yeah you don't need to spoil it i mean i i didn't even play the first season so i can't really you know yeah like but like they kind of carry it's just another one where it's just like they tried to like outdo themselves and it just completely fell apart game of thrones is an interesting one that like it works okay um i yeah we played through that together yes um I think it's just interesting because like it's in that Game of Thrones world, but it's just on this smaller family. But they yep. did bring in some like uh, some cast members from the TV show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Cersei is one of them. Yes. Tyrion is another Tyrion one. Tyrion and uh, fuck. Uh, and then like whoever that dick bag is, who comes and like kills. Well, I, I he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's also one other character. I believe Marjorie is uh, part uh, of the character. Yes, but. yes. Uh, but like, it just kind of follows this family, and there's how many different, four different characters that you're yeah, kind of bouncing four around? four characters. 
Yeah, I don't remember. And like the the family that it focuses on is mentioned in the books too. Right. Like they're not. So it's it's a thing where they were actually able to kind of make up their own story, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah, I still. So like I did enjoy this when we played it together, but I think that's why I remember it. Probably because we played it together. And I remember like you and Nukio, like you kind of like passed off and you like had different characters that you played as. And are... Yeah, but like other than that, I just I, I think this happened with a lot of the licensed Telltale products is that they it just felt forgettable. Yes. Um, and that was actually what I was going to say about Guardians of the Galaxy. I played through that. I don't remember the story at all. <laughs> the only thing I remember, and this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> this, is, I, this will be bad. I'm sure. Uh, I had a glitch. I not a glitch. Well, like game breaking bug where perfect, perfect. I perfect. couldn't advance the story and I had to look it up. Apparently like a half hour before you have to make a choice a or B. And if you choose B, it breaks the game and you have to restart the entire chapter. That's and, excellent. in a game all about choices. Yes. So like I had to restart the chapter. I had to pick a, and then I could advance the story. So a game where like they're at least trying to give some agency when they fully take agency away, it, it's failing and here's the crazy <laughs> part manny i didn't play that at like launch i played that like when it all came out months later i think the next year and Jesus it was Christ. still oh, it was no still way. broken so yeah so, so like that's yeah like we talked about the walking dead the wolf mm-hmm. among us is another one where like i think fables is a cool comic series i yeah. played the first two episodes of that i probably would like the rest mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where like it's all based on other yes things and so the two games on this list that i think were actually different were minecraft story mode and tales from the borderlands and that was where you got the first glimpse of what it would be like if the telltale engine was better Mm-hmm. if they were given time to upgrade it like i didn't play minecraft story mode but the animations and stuff in that from what i had seen were a lot better than normal which is weird saying that for minecraft characters right but yeah. tales from the borderlands like i played that first episode and i for sure should have played the rest of them like i i honestly do think that that's my bad and like i missed out on that because a lot of people say it's awesome no is this because you bought the season you played the first season, the first episode, and then you were waiting for the rest. And then it was just like three months later, the second episode came out. And by then you were busy doing other things. Yes. And that's exactly what happened with the wolf among us as well. I assume. Exactly. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's like, I just kind of fell off it, but like yes. tales of the borderlands, I, that was good. And it was funny. It was and like, yes, I think funny. they actually make, so that that's what I think. That's the main reason why I think borderlands three fucking really sticks in my craw as such a piece of shit is because it doesn't have to be a stupid, bad world filled no. with terrible jokes and dumb bullshit. Like tales from the borderlands, the first episode, episode alone had excellent writing and made it so that I was like, Oh, this is actually a cool, interesting world. And then they just piss it away in the main games. Yeah. I mean, looking at this list, I Batman season one tales and tales from the borderlands are probably my top two favorite games. I do really like those two. And I like the wolf among us as well. That had a much darker, deeper tone, but yeah, I mean, Tales from the Borderlands is just like legitimately funny and one of the funniest games I played this generation. Yeah, and, and then they just like, that's when 
Telltale had signed a whole bunch of deals after mm-hmm. that and stuff for more licensed products, and they just kind of like collapsed in on themselves in a way that was spectacular and bad. And like, if you go back and you listen to our podcast and when that all happened, it it was crazy. It and was like, unexpected because like you didn't you thought they were doing well enough to because they kept they cranking out projects. Getting- Exactly, and they're all from super popular licensed things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those things where, like, and I I talk about it back then, and I still think about it a lot now. Is their engine felt like it felt fucking archaic, like it felt insanely outdated. Yeah, if and they just weren't giving themselves enough time to update it, like they weren't allowed to take a break, and they just kept getting these huge properties, and they they couldn't sustain it. No, and they were just like, what if we just kept adding more to this engine that's already at max? Yeah. And then and and then yeah, it just it just collapsed under itself and um but The Wolf Among Us, that was uh that's I can't remember if it's solving murders or solving a murder, but it's all just like you're playing as Big B, who is a big bad wolf, and he's just like a detective and he's solving a murder or murders. I don't remember which one, but it is just a very interesting, like crime uh, investigating uh, story. Crime, crime yeah, investigation like the, story. The comics are that as well. It's okay. him doing that and they're, they're excellent. Yeah. That, that um, seems like something I would be very interested in. Cause like fables is just like, it's basically like Disney, but like super dark. Yeah, basically, like it's just all of those like Grimm's fairy tale characters yes. like in in one place, and it it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I man, Telltale bums me the fuck out, dude. I am very curious uh, to see what they're going to like this new Telltale. But like as we discussed with like The Walking Dead season two, Batman season two, they're doing a Wolf Wolf Among Us season two, and I'm like, do I want to know more or am I happy? I think I'd rather just like. <sighs> stick with what happened in one and just like not get another one. Cause like, I just don't have faith that they can do season two. Well, I, they haven't done it yet so far. So I don't know. It, I know it's different, but like, because like, it does seem like the, the higher ups at the original telltale were so focused on just like recapturing the walking dead season one, that they didn't let the writers break out and try new things so like maybe this new telltale will be better i don't know it's just a very weird and we won't know until they actually release something yeah yeah uh but why don't you tell me about finji okay so this is this is where i i think i should talk about super giant instead so this is this is my thing okay i put i was trying to look for a third publisher and i was thinking of ones that released and decent amount of games and Finji was the one that came to mind. Do you want to talk about when I went there? I will, I will talk about one or two of these. So that this is my thing is I, I understand is one of my favorite games of all times. That's I have not played. I have not played capsule feist overland panoramical or Wilmot's warehouse, which is every game they have released other than night in the woods. Well, that's kind of like how I was with THQ Nordic. So I only did like the two games that I actually knew. That's fair. But like, I actually don't even know what half of these are. So I, I will just say night in the woods Mm -hmm. is very special to me as a human being. Like I resonate with that game on a level that most people probably don't resonate with anything like it. It, it does a lot for me and I play it every so often when I need to feel better about myself. Basically. Do you play through it to completion? 
usually not the last couple times I have played. I have only played like a handful of in-game days. There is something it's so stupid. There, there's something about being in that world that like gives me a weird peace of mind. Uh, that's, and I don't get it. That uh, That's why I ask. Cause like that, like no offense, but that seems really weird. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, and I'm not trying to be mean. Like it's just, no, no, like, I know that's just like such a narrative experience. Like, I don't think I could just like, I don't know. Like I, I would want to like play that to completion and like get the whole, because like you can play that multiple different ways and get different stories and out. Oh, for sure. So like, I, I, so I, like, I would expect you to be like, well, it's only a couple hours. I'll just play through the whole thing. It's actually pretty long. Like it can be eight to 12 hours, depending on how slow you go. Like if you want to find all the extra stuff and have well, all the extra conversations, it would take like 12 hours. But like, you've already done that. Like I, would you I have. doing that over and over again? Or would you just be like, I want to be in this world. I'll just play through it quickly and just kind of like, I don't know, man. Like to, to me, there's something, the music in it, no matter mm-hmm. how much of a shithead Alex Holoka ended up being, I love that music. And I, I love the fall season mm-hmm. and a lot of video games don't capture that for me. Like night in the woods does. Like there is something about the mixture of the soundtrack with the visuals and just like the fact that it is such a believable town for me because we live near where that is supposed to take place. Like we, we know what towns in PA that are like that look like. Right. And so just something about it makes it feel so much more real to me mm-hmm. in a way that is just like, I just like being there. I don't know, man. And I do, I, I do truly love the story as well. And like yes. the second and third time I went through it, I originally hated the ending. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And it's still, it couldn't take away from what I loved about the game. You're talking about like the ending with the town, right? Yeah, where like it ends up being slightly more paranormal than it probably should be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my memory of this game is like, and I think it's I made the mistake. Like what you're because like this game, it's all about like kind of like you play as May, and mm. then you're just kind of deciding which friend you want to hang out with, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So like, what you should do is basically pick one friend and just hang out with that friend every night. Yeah. What I did was I bounced around between B and Greg. Greg. And like that is so you get the least amount out of the game if you do it that way. Yeah, that's well, definitely probably true. So what you should do is just pick one character, play through the game and then pick the other character and pl- like play through the game again, pick the other character. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not do what I did and just kind of <laughs> meet in the middle and every other night you hang out because then you just kind of get two half stories and it's like, well, this just didn't feel right it feels like both stories felt incomplete to me it does and so like i hung out with greg once or twice Mm -hmm. and then decided to hang out with b most of the time right uh so there were scenes that i did not see with b but i watched our friend nukio play through the whole thing Mm -hmm. and he chose b every time so i got to see her full story and then the next time i played through it i played through all the way with greg right uh there there's a scene oh my god greg is gay and he has a boyfriend named Angus who is Angus, a bear. Yes. And there is a scene near the end where you can choose to, you're doing like investigations on what's going on in the town. And most people would pick Greg and B. I picked Angus because I was like, well, you never get to hang out with Angus. And like, for some reason that scene, I still think about it all the time because he has asthma. <laughs> and like, you climb up this mountain with him. Uh, 
and may just keeps talking at him and he can barely breathe and just something about the situation it oh my god i find it to be so funny and heartwarming and they just have like the, they get to the top and they sit on this log and they have this really amazing like heart to heart conversation mm-hmm. and it just oh fuck dude i man i kind of want to play night in the woods now <laughs> uh I, I just really like it, right? And it resonates right. with me. And I know that's not for everyone. And like, I Night in the Woods, I think, was pretty divisive for most people. Like, it really depends on if you're into uh, Scott Benson's style of writing or not. Well, I think it's also like, it's it's very specific. Like, essentially what it is, is like, May is a college student. She mm. went to college. She very de- was ended up becoming very depressed and then went yeah. back to her hometown and then it was just like this weird thing for her where like everything is the same but then different at the same time yes. and then she just kind of felt like a fish out of water in her own town so she never mm-hmm. really so a lot of it's just her being a little uncomfortable and just like kind of getting used to like home life again yeah and, and for me personally not having that experience of going away to college i think I don't have that to like experience to pull from where like you absolutely yeah. do. So- and so like I, mine is another layer too. Whereas <laughs> I feel like a lot of people go to college and they have a really good time, right? Yes. Like I, I can say that's true for me. I did go to college and I did have a really good time, but I also got very depressed in college uh, at various points. And like, there were points where I just didn't want to do it anymore or like, right. want to be there for various reasons. And like, then you come back after college and like, I, I still don't have a job with my degree. Right. Like, I, I mean, I do, I have a good job and I'm doing something that I enjoy or whatever, but like, I still don't have a job with my degree. And it's one of those things where like you come back and you see all these people who did things with their lives or they moved on mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's hard as fuck. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, the, it really captures that pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. I could talk about Night in the Woods all day. Yeah, and I I think it is a it's a very impactful story for a I don't want to say a small percentage, but like a smaller percentage. Like this this is one of those things where like it's either in your top ten games of the generation or so. Or you're yeah. just like, ah, it was okay. It was fine. Like it did. And it's it's also one of the things where like I could gush about this game all day, but when mm-hmm. people say they don't like it, like I get it. Like I under I understand why people would be that way for mm-hmm. sure. There there is just like a very specific writing style that Scott Benson has that I know for sure is something that a lot of people don't like. Yes. Um and, and for yeah. me, I just remember because like this came out in 2017. And it was like the undertones were all um, like uh, depression mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of mental illness. And I remember Hellblade came out that same year and that one spoke yeah. to me more yeah, where yeah. like you were like less on Hellblade, which I don't even think you played it no. uh, and where like a night in the woods like spoke to you. So it's just very different, like uh, different things just kind of spoke to different people type of things. So. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I do want to mention with this game, and it's just something really weird that didn't have to be in the game, and that is the Mario Triple Jump. That's I was gonna say that just okay. now. Okay. Why yeah. is it in there? I love it so much. So stupid. It, it's and so like, weird. You actually need to use it mm-hmm. to get to like specific areas. Yes. So like there are like hidden things at the top of buildings, and like if you don't triple jump just right. You can't get there. And I didn't find a lot of these places, but our friend Nukio is 
an he insane will person. Explore, he's an insane person. Yeah, sure, I'll say that. He will explore <laughs> every nook and cranny of a thing. And so there would be times when I'm watching a plane, I'm like, please just move on, dude. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, you can't fail this jump one more time. And he'd be like, no. I know you can get over there. And I was like, it doesn't look like you can. Mm -hmm. And then he would get over there and there would be something in there. And I was like, how does this happen? How the, (laughs) like, how the fuck did you get over here? How did you think this was going to be in here? What is, what is happening? Uh, So like, you can do that. And they're all just like weird extra vignettes and shit, but it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, why is there a triple jump in this? Right. Yeah. uh, There's two more things I want to talk about with this game. Because I do think there's there's a lot to talk about with this game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, One, May's mom. She was my favorite character in the game. Love May's mom. Yes. uh, She is everybody's mom. Everybody wants to have May's mom. (laughs) And then the other thing is I just really liked the way they handled Angus and Greg's relationship. SDI, man. Where it's (sighs) like they're a gay couple and that that's it it's not their personalities like like there's so many stories just like stick on like the gay trope of like this is their entire personality they're gay it it has nothing that they just they're a couple and that's it like they have there's so much deeper as characters to the point where like them being gay is irrelevant to who they are as characters completely irrelevant and i just i that's the way i want all like that's the way i'd like to see storytelling and i'm i'm so sick of like the well this character is gay so like that is going to be their trope and like their entire personality is they're gay and so i that is another thing i did want to mention with this game that i that was one thing that really impressed me with it so yeah but that definitely sticks out for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, but now I know you want to talk about what are your favorites? Uh, Super Giant. Yeah. So, oh my God. I fucking. I. So, my love for Super Giant, I think, goes more beyond their games. Mm-hmm. And, like, I. I loved Greg Kasavin when he fucking worked at GameSpot back in the day. Like he did exclusively reviews about games that I give a shit about. Like he, he was the JRPG guy and he was like the tactical computer and just like weird niche PC game guy. And when I found out that he was starting a game studio with some of his friends from EA, cause he moved on to work at EA. Uh, I was like, holy shit this is probably going to be a game that speaks to me directly. And I still think that Bastion is an excellent game. That was last generation. Um, If I see people always have very different rankings of the super giant games. Did you ever play Bastion? I did. And I'm one of the few people that it didn't click with, which, but but like it had that like narrator, which was very neat and interesting. I just like, and I think part of it's just like that game came out in 2011, I think. So like by the, by the time I got around to it, it was eight, nine years old. So it's just like, it did feel a little outdated. That's fair. Did you did you play Transistor? I did not play Transistor. Okay, so it's it's hard to say because I feel like there are two camps and people that think Transistor is the best game and people that think that Bastion is the best game. And if you watch highly, I cannot recommend it enough. If you watch the Noclip documentary about all of these products, Mm -hmm. uh, but it is very clear that the team themselves really are split between liking Bastion and Transistor. Oh, that's interesting. Transistor is probably my least favorite one out of yes. all the games they've put out which is not a knock like it, transistor still rules mm-hmm. none of their games are bad i love them all uh but transistor you play as this lady named red who finds a talking sword and it is like kind of like a mix of action and like strategy 
it's really weird i you might actually like transistor at least the battle system uh the the way the like turn-based strategy works and you get all these interesting skills and you can kind of like build your character out the way you want to do it right um and it's in this like strange futuristic cyberpunk world which really the cyberpunk world part of it i think should speak to me but it didn't necessarily. And a lot of the world building is like not necessarily right at the forefront. Like there's a lot of uh, like text logs and stuff that you can look into if you want to do that. So it's one of those things where it doesn't necessarily like punch you over the head with its uh, like story and themes necessarily. It's kind of like you got to explore a little bit for yourself. So I I don't know. It it was a cool, interesting thing. And that's why I think super giant is one of my favorite developers period is because each one of their games like, uh, the SteamWorld guys, Image and Form. I would say one of their games is something different. The difference is SteamWorld. They still have like that umbrella that they're like it all has the same art style. Yeah, Super yeah. Giant. It's just like they're all so different. They're very different. Like different genres, different uh, aesthetic, for, different different everything. Yes. And so, like, yeah, Transistor was that. And so then I was. I never think about their next game in my head. I always just, it happens and it gets denounced in some big way. And I think like, Oh fuck that. That looks really cool. I would like that. Mm. When they announced Pyre, I thought my brain was going to explode because it was basically like a visual novel that has like super deep narrative and lore, Mm -hmm. which is what Greg is good at. And also that it's basically like weird, fantasy nba jam right as the combat and i was like uh, tons of people were like oh this is gonna be stupid but i was like yo sign me up right now mm-hmm. and i if i had to pick right now i because hades is still in early access i would pyre is definitely my favorite and it's definitely not for everyone because most of it is like a visual novel uh but the way you deal with the characters in that game the way that choice matters in that game which i guess i won't really say because it is the entire crux of the game i think you can talk about like because like the whole game is it's basically the sports game and you're leveling up those characters but the twist is if you do well then like you can choose to let one of the characters go home yes But, but then when you're letting your character like the characters go home you're basically making your team worse. Yes. So I also like, if you like those characters, personalities and stuff, they're gone from the game. Yes. So like, but then you want to do that because like, it's a really shitty situation. So if you like that character, you want to like, let them go live a better life. But in doing so, like you're hurting the team and then also you're losing like an interesting character in the game. So it's like, it's this very hard balance. But the other cool thing is if you lose, like the game there's no fail state there's no fail state whatsoever yeah. so like the other team can go home but then it, from what i understand they do a good enough job to make like you care about the other team as well yeah so in, for sure so in some cases like if when you beat the other team you end up feeling bad because oh then, my like, god there are a couple i can think of where i was like what have we done yeah like you i'm know? a i'm a horrible human being so like th- they did a great job with that. And I, I don't think that get, that's, it gets into like too spoiler territory. No, it's no, just like a very interesting, they did a great job of coming up with a very unique hook that I've never seen in a video game before. So, yeah. And I, 
oh man, that that game more than any I can think of in recent memory had me just sitting down with my head in my hands mm-hmm. being like, holy shit, I actually don't know what choice to make. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like most games where it's like, oh, this is the good choice. This is the bad choice. It's like, which one of these three people that I think are so cool should I send home right. so that I can never interact with them again? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, who do, who deserves it? Who would I rather have stay? Did those two things interact? Like it? Yeah. It just like, and you do it so many times that it eventually it just becomes like, oh, for fuck's sake, what did it? It's it's crazy. Yes. It, it, it does a very good job at that. Um, but it is at its core like it is a visual novel, so like it's mostly reading. Uh, the gameplay I think is very interesting. There are a lot of different races in the world, and each race, uh. It plays differently like there are worm people weird medusa people humans mm-hmm. uh there are actually multiple different types of humans but like big demon type people wolf people and they all play slightly differently and will have different abilities tree people i even. also remember your character the dog where then you can oh. choose if he has a mustache or not that you is. can rookie my man you can yeah that's a pivotal moment and i I didn't know what to choose in that moment. <laughs> you can have him shave the mustache or keep it. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that is a solid choice that is good at making fun of video game choices. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like, it's one of those things where it's actually pretty long. I think it's their longest game outside of Hades, but do you think that's just, it's less the actual like sports aspect and more of the visual novel where it is a lot of reading. Yeah. And you also have to like, you travel around the, uh, like map as well. And sometimes that can be kind of slow. You go mm-hmm. by like boat and caravan or whatever. So it depends on that as well. Yes. But it's yeah. Ex- excellent game. And then the final one, which is still in early access, but it's supposed to come out this year is Hades, which I say all the time on this podcast that I'm sick of roguelites mm-hmm. and I don't want to play them. And then I played Hades and boy, I, I am so excited for Hades to come out so you can play it and we can talk about it because I Hades to me is similar to Dead Cells. Okay. In like some ways where I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) the act of playing this game I love. And so it's one of those things too, where like it's, there are so many different weapons. There's like five or six different weapon types and each one you like pick one that you like, but it just so much of it. I, the game actual playing the game part of it, I think is awesome. And I love the ancient Greek aesthetic and like oh that God. has me excited as well. And just the plot. Mm-hmm. I think I, man, when I got to the end of that game and they were like, this is where we would show you the ending, but that's not in it yet. I was so devastated Yeah, because I was like, Oh my God, I thought I was actually going to get to see the ending. I thought it just wasn't content complete because it, just where your the main character Zagreus comes from, mm-hmm. uh, he is trying to escape uh, Hades. hell, Hades, Hades essentially uh, from his father because he wants to find out more about his mother. Okay, uh, and in theory, you find out who that is. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Uh, but one of the things I think that it does really well as a roguelite is like failure gets you story still right so it's it's one of those things where like you're on like a 40 minute run and in most games you're just like oh fuck now i gotta do it again whereas in hades there are a bunch of conversations that you can have with people or like events that occur that actually progress the story or let you know more about those characters so it's 
it's doing the roguelite thing in a super smart way right and isn't the cerberus the three-headed dog like your pet oh he's your pet he's yeah. a good boy yeah that's what i yeah that's <laughs> i assume you're a big fan of that as well big fan and so like yeah there you can it has like the persona-esque like social link elements mm-hmm. which are bizarre like you get one of the currencies you can get is uh fuck i can never remember what it's called the the like weird magic liquor that they have the gods drink oh uh, i don't know I can't think of what it's called. Anyways, you like if you have that, you give it to them and then your like heart rating goes up one and at mm-hmm. certain ratings, they'll give you accessories or like give you a next bit of story or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it, it has so many systems and stuff. And now, like, you can decorate Zagris's room with stuff. Uh the way the powers and abilities work, where in specific rooms, you'll you like choose a boon from one of the gods and it just everything flows together so well and i i think it's actually better that they did it in early access because it means that the end product i think is going to be more polished right and good not that like all their other games are no their other games are polished and good but like it just it's one of those things where i think balance is extra important to this game right for replayability and stuff and just like having that extra replayability is Mm -hmm. is very important for the style of game so yeah, it, it it just it does a good job. And like it's not out yet, so I get it, but it it is supposed to be coming out this year and they normally never miss milestones like that yes. when they say that they're happening. So yeah. I, I I'm just waiting for there to be an actual end so like if I ever do get to the end, I can be like, "Okay, I actually beat this game" rather than get to the end and yeah, like yeah. you're like, "Oh no, it's not actually. I didn't actually do." <laughs> which, it. you know, that happened to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is a bummer multiple times. Uh which is varying the, varying points in development. Which but. is very similar to the way Dead Cells was where it came out and you're like, "Gameplay-wise, this seems complete. It just actually isn't like like the actual levels are not complete." So Yeah, yeah. Um, that is super giant. That is super giant. And that is, that is our, that is what we got. Yes. I want to throw a wrench in this and I want to bring, like, we've only been doing this a couple hours. So like, I want to throw a wrench in this and have like start a different topic before we move into the the final. Okay. We've been going through talking about like all the games of the generation. I'm just curious. What year do you think was the best this generation? Like, I think it's either 2017 or 2018. Uh, if you like, just kind of going through 2014 was just like an okay year. And then you think, and then like 2015, you're like, okay, this is better. 2016, I think was better than 2015. And then 2017 in my, in my mind is one of the greatest years of video games ever, ever. And then, tw- and then you're like, 2018 will never come this close. 2018 comes out, and I think at the worst you can say is it's just as good as 2017 in my mind. And then 2019 was a little weaker, and then 2020 has just been really weird. But I, do you kind of feel the same way about this this entire generation? Uh, so I'm trying to think, because in my mind, I always... Mm-hmm. Years start to blend together. Right. <laughs> Do you... So I have to I have to look at 2015 real quick because I believe 2015. I probably think 2015 is really for me. above. Can I just read 2017 for you? You can. Breath of the Wild. Super, Breath of the Wild is good. Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Near Automata. And I'm I'm specifically going to be picking games for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Near Automata. Mm-hmm. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Night in the Woods. 
um, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, Mario and Rabbids. Uh, we're not going to talk about Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> Pyre. Okay. Uh, all right. Split, I, see, I see where you're coming from. Okay. Splatoon Two. Gravity. Okay. Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush Two. Yeah, I see. I see where you're coming Zeno from. Xenoblade Blade Chronicles Two. And then, like, you got like Horizon Zero Dawn that I really love. Yeah. Uh, Hellblade. Destiny Two. PUBG. Resident Evil Seven. Cuphead. Injustice Two. The list just goes on and on for 2017. South Park was so an, another you're amazing right. one. 20, 20, 2017, probably, I would say, because Hollow Knight came out that year as well. Uh, yes. I, if we're just talking pure quantity, like it just pure, like. Pure quantity, 2017 is probably true. But yes. where I was thinking about 2015, okay. Undertale, The Witcher 3, and Metal Gear Solid 5 came out that year. And but I, then I look at the rest of my top 10 list mm, that year and it just kind of falls off. Good. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it does. I mean, Shovel Knight rules too. And Life is that. Strange is pretty good. And like, I, I really liked uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. But like, for me, like, when you're just talking, like, 2017 was just like, oh my God, I can make a top 20. Where like a lot of the other years, you're just like, I don't even know. Like, like 2015's one where it's just like it's a very good good like top three. But then you got yeah. for me, like 2018 is the year that like I have to like for me personally, I think 2018 is my year. So I would probably say 2017, but 2018, I am now looking at my top ten for that year. Mm-hmm. Uh it is also quite the banger. <laughs> yeah, because I think yours, I remember looking at yours not that long ago. You had like Spider-Man as like fifth. I did. So DJ Max Respect, mm-hmm. I played yesterday. <laughs> uh, and DJ Max Respect was my game of the year that year. God of War, Celeste. God of, God of War, Monster Hunter, World, Celeste, Dragon Age, or uh, Dragon Quest 11. Smash, <laughs> Dragonfall, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Forza Horizon. Forza, Donut County, Tetris Red Effect. Dead, I even put Tetris Effect. Yeah, like it. Yes, 2018, also quite the banger. Dead Cells, which Dead Cells is another weird one where it started in early access 2017. It officially released in 2018. I consider it a 2018 game because that's where I played it, and that's when it officially came out. Um, like, uh, But, like, Spider-Man, God of War, Dead Cells, and Forza Horizon. Spoiler, those are all making my top ten lists yeah so like for me when like four out of the ten are from one year that is like an amazing year for me that is an amazing year you're right Uh, so like i and no other year comes close to that like just like sheer quantity of great games but i do remember 2018 like i had a top nine and then my 10th game i had a tough time with so like 2017 was an easy top 15 to 20 but then 2018 just has like a like just like sheer quality at the very top so like i i go back and forth with those two but like you really think 2015 competes for you personally i think it does compete especially with the quality of those Mm -hmm. three products but you're right i think if i was gonna if i had to pick and i was gonna look Mm -hmm. 2017 probably is the year for me right that i 
and but 2016 is another one I just kind of want to give a quick shout out because that had Uncharted two, Uncharted four, not two, uh, and Doom, which are two of my favorites. Uh, Overwatch was a huge sensation when that Overwatch came was. Uh, Dark Souls three was another like huge sensation, not for <laughs> me obviously, but uh, Pokemon Go, that was a weird. Uh, Pokemon Go, Stardew Valley, Stardew Valley, that's one that I know you love that we didn't. Unfortunately, yeah. we never really got to talk about, but. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of great games this generation, but like, I, I think we both can agree probably 2017 when 2017 has my game of the generation. Wait, what the fuck? What? I put Final Fantasy 15 in my top 10 in 2016. Mm. I, that can't be. Did you only play 10 games? I got to go back and look. (laughs) I'm guessing you played more than that, but holy shit. Where was it? Like ninth or 10th? It was higher than uncharted four. What were you doing? (laughs) I apparently crimes. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's that can't be real. Did I fake this? Oh my God. I I don't know. I can't help you. I'm shocked and appalled at myself. Well, it's better than, uh, my 2015 list had, uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> it did, but I hate Final Fantasy. Yeah, I know you I, do. So that that's crazy. So you you uh, maybe I was. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Maybe I was in the much mid- nicer than. Uh, do you think maybe you were having Stockholm syndrome? Well, that came out late. Were you still playing it then? I had to have beaten it. Oh yeah, because you have a rule. You have to beat it to get on the list. Yeah. I don't know, because oh like God. I don't think I've ever heard you say anything positive about that. No, I've I've only broken that rule I think twice, and it would not have been for Final Fantasy fifteen. So, <laughs> woof. Did Dead Cells make your list? No, I because it was early access, so I didn't count it. No, in twenty eighteen it wasn't. Oh no, I remember cutting it. I because uh, I didn't end up beating it. Okay. Overall, I have now, but yeah, it's easy now. Yeah, it's easy now. Um. God, 20, like I think about 2018. We didn't even say Red Dead Redemption 2 that came out that year either. No, yeah, I, 2018 also. I mean, like Red Dead, so. God of War, and Super Smash Bros. <laughs> and then like the beginning of the year had Monster Hunter, which was like Capcom's like biggest game of all time. It's just insane. Yeah. It, people, people will try to say, I think in the future, there will be people who come out and say like, man, that generation of consoles wasn't that great. And they will be incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think people are going to be remembering like 2019. That was a weaker year, and then 20, and then 2020, which could be a weaker year depending on how the, it closes out. See, like it's so weird because like it seems like we're getting some of the best games of the generation, like with mm-hmm. Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy, and I think The Last yeah. of Us is going to be on that list. Uh, even Doom Eternal is incredible. It's yeah. just like other than like at the very top, there's just nothing. No, yeah, there's there's no middle ground. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a really like 2020, but I feel better about 2020 games than I do 2019. So like it's just really weird. 2019 was just such a weird year for me personally. Yeah, it was. Where I I know for some people like you love the Outer Wilds. Um, I do. I just don't feel that way about any of the games in 19, unfortunately. So yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I just thought, like, we have time. It's only a couple yeah, uh, hours in, so, like, we could have a little 10-minute conversation about that. Because I, I just think that's a really interesting conversation um, about, like, just how many, like, God, like, 17 and 18. I want years like that again in video games. <laughs> and But we're going to be years away from that because with the new generation, like... I shudder, but 2021 is probably going to be a rough year because, like, oh, definitely, the year after a console launch is oh, always, it's always rough as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's always bad. So, yeah. like, uh, I'm ready, everybody, yeah. buckle up. But like 2024, Manny, it could be great. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at that point, the consoles are hitting their stride exactly. and everything like that. Yeah, that's that's exactly the point when we should be hype. <laughs> yeah, 2024, get ready. 2024. Um, <laughs> But let's get into ranking the seven publishers we talked about. Okay. Uh, we talked about Image and Form. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a hard one for you to rate. So, like, I don't. Do you feel feel like you can give them a rating, or should I just do it? You should just give them a rating. I really like Steam World Quest, though. I, I'm. I can't give them an A even though I do like all three of their games. So like when they do three games and I like all their games and one of them is one of my favorite games of the generation, mm-hmm. I'm still just going to give them a B. I can't, okay. I can't give them an A. Um, THQ Nordic. That's another one. Um, I'm leaning a D. Um, yeah. They did not do great. No, I even Darksiders <laughs> three that I liked. It was middling at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wreckfest is probably my favorite, but I even remember then it was like a twelve-hour campaign, and even mm-hmm. then it started feeling too long at the end. Uh, Telltale Games, I another one. I liked all their games, but they crashed. Yeah. They crashed and burned oh. so badly. I can't give them a positive grade. It's one of those things where, like, they crashed so hard they disintegrated. Yes, literally, they imploded. So, yeah, it, it was an implosion. And so, like, best I can do is that give them a C, and say like, "Hey, Tales from the Borderlands and Batman were cool." And so was uh, a wolf among us. Although that's a weird one where like I th- it took so long for all the chat chat episodes to come out. I think it started on PS3, Xbox 360, and by the end it was all on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's like an in between, but like I'm willing to give them a C. Okay. Uh Konami I'll let you D. do comment. Okay. So, so like, I, I love, I love Metal Gear Solid Five. Don't get mm-hmm, me wrong. Mm-hmm. Konami fucking sucks as a publisher. Like, they're, they're, well, let's. let's and I think, uh-oh. I think they're one that you could come close to making an argument for F, just because Contra, Contra is terrible. Sur- Metal Gear Survive is an abomination, just as mm. bad as Contra. Oh yeah, Super Bomberman. We discussed that's it's not 60s. great. It's uh, impossible Zona, for it to be as bad as it is. Yeah. Zone of the Enders shouldn't even count. I didn't know it was a remake. PT was like it's playable. It's a fucking demo. It was a demo that they took off store because they fired their premier guy. They just like shot him into the sun. <laughs> their best game, Phantom Pain, is unfinished. Yes. Uh-huh. It could have been the best game of the generation for many it people. Could've. It could have. But instead they were like, we don't want to put any more money into this. Let's just can this this guy, get rid of him, 
and we'll just ship the product as is. So yeah. And then ground zeros, as we said, it was a good demo, but like probably shouldn't have been $30. If you want to give them a D I'll accept it. I'm just saying that is one that you could make the argument for F, but I think just because of how good Phantom pain is, because I like Phantom pain enough. They don't get enough. Yes. That's, that's where I'm at. Yes. If they didn't have Phantom pain, I would be arguing (laughs) an F Manny. Yeah, definitely. (sighs) Um, Annapurna is another one that I'm going to let you do. I think they should get an A, in my opinion. But this is also one of the weird ones where I played almost every single game they put out. Yes, and this is and a weird there one. Is it really one that I don't like? Sayonara is like your least favorite. I would. Yeah, say. and I guess I do not like that one. I didn't think about that. But I, <laughs> Annapurna does like the kind of shit that I like, like narrative based games, and all of the ones that they have done are very good. Yes, my thing is like I liked What Remains of Ethan Finch. I have a hard time crediting them to Gone Home, just yeah, which is fair. Uh, just because like they just kind of ported it over. I just added it to the list because I wanted to have a conversation about it, not necessarily yeah, yeah. like say like, "Hey, Annapurna did this." I mm-hmm. they just kind of ported it, but like that's fine. If you want to say an A, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I like What Remains of the Edith Finch, and mm-hmm. I didn't play any of the others, so I yeah. I can't really comment. Mm-hmm. Um, Finji? Finji, I literally can't even give a rating to. So I, I, we have to abstain from rating this one. I think because, like, I literally their only game I played. It'll be was, like it'll be like CD, CD Project Red, where we gave the Witcher yeah, an A, an A. Uh, but like, I mean, th- I played the demo of Chicory. Mm-hmm. They're publishing that. Uh, Chicory seems great. They're putting out Tunic. Tunic seems really cool. I remember um, that Xbox press conference, and I think we talked about this last week. It's, we did, and it's just been one of those that I've been keeping an eye on and i've been googling like what's going on with tunic and we haven't really heard anything since but i'm excited to try it because it's got that weird like polygon art style that just looks really cool and i know i cut you off so i'll let you talk. oh no you're you're fine um but yeah you you love a night in the woods though i do um but then super giant oh my god mm-hmm. Supergiant is a developer and a publisher that mm-hmm. if i could give an s plus to i would do that uh because they are mm-hmm. on another level of development and stuff i okay. i would give them an a i okay. think especially because of all right all their games are so good but mm-hmm. i so this is my thing do you think any of these that are down here Despite the fact that, like, regardless of letter ranking, right? Do you think that they, any of the ones on here, go up above? I've been going back and forth. For me personally, would I rather have Bethesda or Image and Form? For me personally, <laughs> I'm just thinking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like that's so tough because like Bethesda has Wolfenstein Two, which I love, which I think is something that you would really like as well. You just yeah, you just uh, yeah, never got sure. around to it. And then I like, agree with that. Doom and then Doom Eternal are both two of the best shooters of the generation. But then like they have so many misses. Where like yeah. for me personally, like three games that they made, and I think they're all great. Should I rate that higher, or should I just like? I don't know, like, but like, here's my thing. I think I, uh-huh. I think at the end of the day, I would move image and form up 
take okay. Bethesda off. But then you okay, but hear feel, me out here. You hear me? No, hear me out here. This is this is my this is the play. Okay. This is this is it. You don't give a shit about Bandai Namco. I don't. You didn't enjoy The Witcher. I love The Witcher. They did one game. Okay. And they did one. <laughs> I, what I was gonna, I gave. I, okay. I mean, I'll let you do your thing. They did. They did one game. Right. I love The Witcher. Nobody get me wrong about this. They published that game on their own with help from Warner Brothers. If I was gonna do this, so this is this is what I would do. I have an idea. Can I can I guess what you're gonna yeah. do? You're gonna Seven. put Super Giant at eight. Yes. You're gonna put Annapurna at nine. Yes. And then you're gonna let me put Image and Form at ten. Yes. Unless you would like Image and Form to be at nine. I'm not. In which case, I can give you that. I, I mean, like it making the list would be awesome. I I, I don't care. Okay, but like it realistically, it deserves it. Bandai Namco mm-hmm. love them as a company. I they put out a bunch of anime bullshit. Mm-hmm. And Dark Souls, okay? And which Tekken. Is fine. I will give them Tekken. And te- 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 Tekken, okay? Yes, that's fine. I'll give I'll give them that, and I love them as a company. Mm-hmm. If I was going to compare those games to the games of Supergiant, which mm-hmm. are all insanely unique, or Image and Form, which are mm-hmm. also unique games, but under a similar visual umbrella, like, those do more for me personally right. than anything that Bandai Namco is doing at all. Man, can you believe you almost didn't have them on your list? I can't. (laughs) I never would have thought of Supergiant, so I'm glad you did. You said something with image and form, and my I had a brain blast, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, we've made I've made a mistake." (laughs) Uh, and like I I I had thought of Annapurna originally as well, and like they they do good stuff. Yes. And so it's one of those things where this list that we have now has indie developers and AAA developers in it. it, it and a good all mixture. of them are diverse. Yes. I mean, like the big AAA are going to be at the top, of uh, which, uh, which is expected. Yeah. Uh, just because they're going to have more. Mm-hmm. I, at the moment, I'm just kind of going back and forth on Annapurna versus Image and Form. Okay. Just because like... I love Steamworld Dig. I love all those games. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. I also love what remains of Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. I know you love well, I, I know you love Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. And Donut County. I would put those two as like your top two, most likely. That's probably true, yeah. And then what remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, and uh, I also uh Kentucky Rod Zero is very good despite I, the fact that I have not finished. That's kind of like my one like you haven't finished that, so like I'm not going to like count that as like the big 3. I would say What Remains of Edith Finch, Donut County, and Outer Wilds is the top 3 versus SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Heist and De- SteamWorld Quest. I really like SteamWorld Dig 2. I really like SteamWorld Heist. But like SteamWorld Quest is definitely my least favorite of the four that I've played because I count Dig One as well. Yeah, yeah. So I am willing to concede ninth and let Annapurna have ninth, just because I think the Outer Wilds means more to you than SteamWorld Dig Two means to me. Okay. So okay. I'm willing, and then we both like what remains of Edith Finch. So I think. If you like Outer Wilds more and 
we both like what remains of Edith Finch. I think that makes for a cleaner list for the two of us to share. Yeah, that, I mean, true. personally, me, I would obviously have them higher, but I think a list of our us combining, yes. I think Annapurna fits both of us more. So I think it's just kind of fits our us more. Yes. So with all these moves, Bethesda oh. is off, Bandai Namco is off, and CD Projekt Red is off the list. So this is the definitive list <laughs> of the publishers of the generation. It does not get more definitive than this. It, you may see other lists. They're not correct. They are very wrong. So <laughs> um, at number 10 is Image and Form. <laughs> yeah. Number nine is Annapurna. Number mm-hmm. eight is Supergiant. Did not expect that to happen. Oh, Actually, I didn't know either of these two were going to be on the list until you kind of like text me and we're like hey these are added um <laughs> numbers which actually like during the podcast you added super giant so that is true um but getting back on track number seven is 505 games number six is sega number five is ubisoft number four is capcom number three is xbox number two is sony and number one is nintendo now I think we still have a little more time, so I just kind of want to ask you, mm-hmm. if you could pick a top three, what do you think your top three would be? I'm guessing Nintendo would remain number one. Uh, if I could pick a top three. Yeah, like what is your personal top three? Don't worry God, about that's me. That's so hard. That's so hard. So in reality, mm-hmm. it would probably be Nintendo sony capcom okay in my heart it would be nintendo capcom supergiant really you would take sony off wow that's bold i did not okay, expect that. so this is my thing did you this is i, I actually I, was gonna ask you this off the podcast did you listen to the recent kind of funny games cast about unpopular opinions yes <laughs> and, and like they really went after blessing in a way that was kind of fucked up. Yes. Uh, but so like I, when you hear those arguments, this is, I, it, I, I'm not saying I believe them, mm-hmm. but like they are a very Sony creates a very specific type of game and they it's make like a, them a sterile safe game and they make them for me super fucking well. And, and they, for you they, and me it, it Greg, like they specifically make those games for like Greg Miller and I, cause like yeah, those is, are my types of games. They're for most people. Like yes. they're for me too. I'm just saying like, if I was going to pick like in my heart of hearts, like I would appreciate a super giant game over a Sony game in mm-hmm. theory, not necessarily in practice, but right. in theory. I, so yeah. What about, what about you? Would you, I, can I guess? Yeah. Yes. Would you go Sony Xbox Ubisoft or Sony Ubisoft Xbox? I would go Sony Xbox Ubisoft. Okay. Just cause like Xbox has a couple that I would put above Ubisoft, but yes. Okay. You want to talk about safe and sterile Ubisoft is that company. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows with the way the world is going, watchdogs Legion could have very different context. <laughs> in, uh... <laughs> See, like I'm not sold that they're going to go hundred percent into it. And that, I'm not either. Because like they did that when we talked about it with not Far either. Cry Five. Yeah. They wanted to pretend like they were going deep and then they like they yeah. 
But I always disagree about when I hear like Sony and sterile, but that's just like we can debate that another time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, just because like I do think like God of War was a huge, huge risk completely revamping that franchise. I think Horizon. No, was- no, I get that. I mm-hmm. mean, the finished product is like it's like one of those things where when you clean a floor mm-hmm. so much that you could eat off of it. Mm hmm. It's like that. Like they just they are like they're weirdly perfect. But then you could say that about like a lot of Nintendo games as well. I guess. But Nintendo games always are fucked up, too. Yeah. But like you think of like Mario Odyssey like that. Didn't... OK, Odyssey is like an, a bizarre exception. Like Breath of the Wild has a lot of systems and stuff that are like it's weird. That one's weird. Are, are, are weird or like most Nintendo games or they're like their online sucks ass yes, or like yes. something they something uniquely Nintendo. They mm-hmm. always fuck up just for just for me to be like, hey, just in case you forgot, here's this here's this stupid thing. Yeah, we're like, I will say like Sony. Yes, they their game design. That's where they're not taking the big risks. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine and it works and is good and they so, sell extremely well so yeah sell extreme, very well uh you know yeah fuck dude mm-hmm. so this has been this was meant to be like all year and then this coronavirus <laughs> happened and then like we stopped doing every other week and started doing this every week so like i know mm-hmm. we're missing some games but that's all right because uh, i don't think the last of us is going to make a big enough impact to move Sony to number one because Nintendo is in such a special place in your heart. I Mm. don't think it matters, which Nintendo has something up their sleeve as well. So um, Mm -hmm. I, I feel good about this list. Yeah, I feel good about it as well. And as we said, next week is going to be the deliberations where we will be and that's gonna be that's gonna get hard because i still okay i haven't written down my list yet mm-hmm. and i think about it a lot okay so i'm i'm so close i just oh, it's it's so hard you think about so many there's so many games and then you so think many. like i'm gonna have to cut like half of these again yes and, and that oh, it's hard yes it's hard it is very difficult <laughs> Uh, but we we will get to that next week ridiculous task next week um yes i which i will make a separate this is just for us i will make a separate uh tab for this to do the because i have an idea of how we're gonna do that so but that'll be okay we'll worry about that for next week um i think we'll get back on track of doing this on friday next week correct this was just like a yeah one-off. we should be okay yeah okay good um and well i'm gonna put this up on friday still that's so fine like whatever same diff. yeah just so it stays consistent that, yeah that's fair uh, um but yeah i think that's it yeah for us this week uh, thank you guys for listening mm-hmm. uh i appreciate every single one of you who <laughs> stuck with us to get to this point yeah that took an unexpected turn where i did not turn. i actually didn't expect m- much turnover from I thought the final list was basically going to be the final list. Yeah. I was like, maybe Bethesda makes it off, but I didn't think anything would make it. And then three made it from today. Shocker. So shocker. Yes. So yeah, that's it. As always, the theme song is sting operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. Check them out and you can check us out next week. Peace out.